You are now listening to the Wiseman Wrestling Podcast. Can you tell I'm having fun with the new soundboard? <laughs> yeah. We're back. We're back. Welcome to the Wise Men Wrestling Podcast starring Gerard and Ray. Uh, we send our best wishes to Sean as he's not feeling too well today, but hopefully he'll be on the mend and we'll be back next Sunday. Putting those numbers up on the board. Yes, sir. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, I guess, well, I don't even want to say that. This is just another Sunday, the way that they promoted this shit. Yeah. It's just another Sunday. We got a lot to cover. It's crazy because some people still actually pay. Pay pay for you for this shit? Yeah. <laughs> I would have been pissed. How do you... But, I mean, this you, is... How do you promote, even as a network special, in which the, the purpose is to sell subscriptions, how do you have a special you don't announce a card? You just... Really, redid Clash of Champ- Clash of Champions. Pretty much. Except with the Seth and the Fiend. That's it. I'm not gonna. We're gonna record it. I'm probably gonna go to sleep. Yeah, afterwards. Uh, this is this is it for me. This is background noise. I'm sitting in my clam chair. I'm happy. Happy as a clam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's start off with the quick hits and news. Uh, first off, on our notes is uh, Edge is cleared for. In, uh, in-ring action, although he's denying the claims, yeah. but we know what's around the corner. That Saudi bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not sure how so how Edge feels about that, but we do know that was it that Clash of Champions where he speared? Or was it the pay-per-view before? I thought it was the pay-per-view before. I can't remember. I'll pull it up. But I thought I thought he was. I don't know. It's just stupid. I do know that on our last show, I mentioned this. I yes, you about, did. I talked about how if they let Edge in the ring, if they let Stone Cold give out stunners, he went on his podcast and, and they did the thing with Stone Cold, you know, they kind of snippeted him. He, you know, so he was on his podcast and just expressed that, you know, saying he, it feels good out there, you know, saying in the ring. But like immediately after that, he was just like, it's just not going to happen. I'm scared and me playing devil's advocate. Although I would be happy if he was given an in-ring clearance, which would mean that he's cleared of these major injuries that plagued him for throughout of his career, probably prematurely ended his career. Mm -hmm. I am scared that it gives false hope to someone like Paige. Right. Okay, and she's going to try to find every backdoor method to try to get healthy, to put herself in harm's way again. And... You know, if she gets healed, great. Mm-hmm. But I'm these stories where it's like one in a million, and we've seen it twice now, with right. Daniel Bryan, now allegedly with Edge. It's like mm. they're being so reactionary mm-hmm. to you know saying the climate right now. Oh, for sure. And that they're you know it's it's not like this company already doesn't depend on so many different old acts from the Attitude Era and beyond <laughs> to come back and, and, and drive ratings and we're going to get the SmackDown and, and my issues with that. We're, we're, uh, we already saw that on Fox yeah. <laughs> Friday night. Yeah, we're going to get there. Cause there, was a, there was a fun comment uh, where somebody had commented on a WWE picture and the user had said something, you know, it would have been better if Undertaker came out at the end 
and an Undertaker's verified Instagram account because, you know, that's how we dissect things with the way people follow and unfollow people on fucking social media. He actually responded and said, I was told I wasn't needed. Wow. Technically, I'm okay with it. You got. You're not needed today. Well, you're needed in later October. Yes, we have. We have. We'll get there, but. You are going to get a copious amount of rants today because <laughs> we've been waiting all week for this shit. <laughs> we patiently sat be- behind. I've got my issues with the middle of the week, and I'm sure you have your issues with the Friday night. Yeah, yeah. My issues were entirely with the streaming service that I use. I couldn't get it up until. That's what she said. Pause. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't get it working until Shane and Kevin Owens were matching, so I missed the entire rock and shit. Oh, we'll get, we'll, get we, we'll cut, we'll go, go we'll for that. Because it did start out high. Yeah, and yeah, and we saw it, but even we'll we'll talk about the numbers with that too. So just just <laughs> just going back to what we were talking about before, like how the WWE just wants to tap into all this old talent. It it it, it does set an unhealthy precedence yes and it also because this is other situation we're going to talk about with jeff hardy mm-hmm. getting arrested again like sean mentioned something before about having some sort of centralized something to kind of regulate over certain things like this versus letting the companies well yeah he was way. he was talking about like the box the olympic box like the wbc if you want to talk about like a boxing an oversight committee or yeah. something like that and they're absolutely sh- they're like a regulatory committee there absolutely should, because if you're going to sit there and do this for other unions, you might as well do it for an independent wrestling all across the board. But it's going to take some heavy hitters to try to get into that and start that, because right, right now... Well, what, what's what, happening right now and everything that I've seen this week, I'm seeing more of a need for that. Oh, for sure. And we're going to continue to see it and the need for it, as, and then we're going to see, as because we already know that Everything that we use right now is being bugged. I mean, we t- well, we'll touch base on that because I called this shit months ago. No, I mean, but we've we completely we've we've booked, we've booked your <laughs> yeah we've booked your wrestling for the next six months, people. And if you haven't been listening, shame on you. You can follow us again, at Anchor right. FM. Yeah. Home to all of our podcasts, which give you a bevy of choices of where to listen to, but. For God's sakes, people, we've been telling you. <laughs> I don't need a little blue check on my, my Twitter handle mm-hmm. or anything. I don't need to be near any of these wrestlers. It's just that damn predictable. And, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> and anytime you want, you can cut the check. Yes, I mean, you can make it out to whoever you want. Let's just skip and just, let's mm-hmm. get into the Jeff Hardy thing. Yeah. Arrest it again. Jeff Hardy, I'm... This time is a DWI. So this is the second DWI this year. Unfortunately. Um, this one, driving drunk, intoxicated, on a suspended license. The last time he got caught with a DWI, it was an actual accident. And this one was in uh, North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it was about 10.30 Thursday night. And and it was on a revoked license. So yeah. this is... Uh, he was at .25. Which is three times the legal limit, more than three times the legal limit. Um, you can't help but hope that he gets help. This one is this, and this kind of for me goes back to setting those precedences. Okay. Yeah. Um, he still has a job with the WWE for sure. After all of this, the WWE put out a statement 
which they pretty much just copy and paste the same table they put out four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, or two months prior to that with uh, with the Usos. Yeah, copy it, and paste. It, that's all it is. Yeah, they're responsible. There is no genuine effort to get these gentlemen and women the help that they need. Well, here's the thing. For, for on that on that so, mm-hmm. um, there was a point because actually Jeff Hardy, I mean Matt Hardy, put out a statement because mm-hmm. um, he kind of carbon copy what the WWE was saying in terms of love. You know, that's him. He's got to take care of his own thing or whatever. Yeah, uh, he he tweeted it on the about midnight. And then when um, he started getting questions in his um his inbox about you know where's Jeff, how's Jeff doing, and everything, then he kind of went into the whole story about how you know so he really feels for his brother. You know, saying wishes for the best, but he's got to be the one to step and get help. Yeah, absolutely. He, he did outline the situation where they actually tried to more or less force him to go to rehab, and he refused. So when you hear that, I mean, there's really it, it starts the clock, unfortunately, yeah. and 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 you don't want to say, you know, horrible things like that, but mm-hmm. the realist in everybody, fans or just an average person on the street, realizes when somebody is just refusing help, refusing to see the signs. Refusing to see the plea of their family, right. there's a time clock. Unfortunately, we've seen it too many times, especially with the WWE of, about self care, self help. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys take a lot of bumps. It's no different than the NFL with all the CTE problems that yeah. they have, you yeah. know. Uh, and we've talked about that ad nauseum at the beginning of this podcast mm-hmm. about a couple of wrestlers donating their brain to science just so they can see the development. Or the uh, repercussions of CTE and right. what it's done to their body. So, you know, you, you uh, as a Christian, you just hope and pray for the Hardy family. Yeah. Hopefully, he gets right because I don't want to have a conversation a couple months from now sa- saying uh, rest, in peace, rest in peace to Jeff to Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Um, and then I'm looking at also from a company standpoint, like he still has a job. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like, if you leave it alone and don't really do anything, you, you know, what kind of message are you sending? That's that's the problem with that, being an independent wrestler. Mm-hmm. So you're not a direct employee. So they can't sit there and help them get into a wellness program mm-hmm. because then, then they have to sit there and say that they're giving benefits. But if the WWE wants to play hardball and, you know, kind of, you know, yeah, straight up, hardball, I mean, restrict them from wrestling. But this is the other side of the sword. He can go anywhere. Because... If you restrict them from wrestling, he'll go somewhere. Else. You had to do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. You had to do it for. Oh, for sure. But at least, so many- at least this it shows that you have some balls and you're setting precedents. But it's like you said, it's a double-edged sword. It could either push the guy into rehab mm-hmm. or push him into a bender, and we're still at the same conversation. Right. And I'm talking about them, you know, pretty much getting the third of their a roster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because you know it's going to come out. Oh, you did this for Jeff. You're not going to do this for the Usos. You oh, for sure. For, you oh, know for what I mean? You just. One hundred percent on. So it's it's they're backing themselves into a well. Jeff is backing them into a corner, I believe. Yeah, and hopefully he makes the right decision. Yeah. For him and his for for his family, but more so for him mm-hmm. because the, I mean, we can sit here and we've seen cautionary tales of people going into rehab for their family and not for themselves, and unfortunately met with the same tragedy that we hope to have uh, prevented. And talk about tragedy. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll touch we'll touch as as always ladies and gentlemen and wrestling fans from across the world uh, we do have WWE back on the, in the background because it's that alleged Hell in a Cell 
which could have been sold as a quality four-pack match, and we could have been done early, but yeah. God forbid we do that. We'll talk about what, giving what uh, what's owed to the fans shortly, too. <laughs> uh, touching base, your next point is... Uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki from New Japan Pro Wrestling, a staple in um, not only just Japanese pro wrestling, but Japanese MMA as well. 31-year-long um, career. Uh, I don't think this is a retirement, but he definitely did chuck the deuces in New Japan. He's not happy with his spot. He's not happy with, you know, how he's being promoted. I'm not sure exactly what he's expecting. I know they're not... Really it's not only him, too. It's uh, Harold. Harold Miji. Yeah. He's leaving as well. They're both, uh, like you said, both very unhappy with their spot and their current promotion. And so, they wouldn't have... They would have left already if it wasn't for the Justin... Uh, uh, the Jushin Liger program. Yeah, storyline, which is actually <laughs> very good. If you're not checked that out, that's a very good. You know, the Jushin Thunder Liger is on his retirement run and decided to bring out this character at the, you know, at the, at the pretty much the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. He was only going for a year, and I think I think it ends at um, Wrestle Kingdom, but I'm not sure. Um, but you know, so he brought this 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 character out that he had like maybe 10, 15 years ago. Uh, that was pretty interesting and bring, brought it back out for Minoru Suzuki, who you could also consider to be a pretty scary character in itself. <laughs> I swear they put him in Tekken before. I just can't, don't know what character he is there. But we we know there's there's always a uh, <laughs> there's always a little influence somewhere. I should I'd be remiss if <laughs> I'd be remiss if I didn't say that Harold is the current company's president, and he is right, supposed he's, to be leaving. He's been looking for an exit. Uh, he's a Dutch businessman who's helped contribute this uh, successful. Expansion into the West mm-hmm. this past year, but he's apparently quitting following their Tokyo Dome, which is Wrestle Kingdom, correct? Yeah. So after next year, he's done. And there's no no reason why. It's just, I guess he wants out on his own terms. I mean, we could, that could be interpreted a number of ways. We talk about that expansion into the West. New Japan has not really made the best decisions in terms of partnerships. We saw that with uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah. So hopefully... And we also seen that with Red Pro. Yes. Um, so, and the fact that they're still kind of acting butthurt about the whole elite leaving and, you know, starting their own wrestling company and taking Kenny Omega from them and, you know, there's all these different things. It's like, something's got to give at this point. If anything, I don't want to see New Japan fall from grace and into like either, even just like a secondary, like, or indie promotion, you know? Mm-hmm. They have two long of history they do things too well yeah. over there and they deserve a nice expansion and there's a perfect company full of people that they've employed before that will it would it would work we've and we called it mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before it actually happens and then we we can get our check our overseas check yeah which would be probably worth more <laughs> um Minoru Suzuki Leaving kind of leaves uh, a very interesting situation on the table. I call it money on the table because Moxley, the two things that John Moxley wants to do, he wants to wrestle in Wrestle Kingdom, and he wants to face Minoru Suzuki. And he's going to get both. Yeah. He's going to get both, and it's okay because they're going to be in January. Mm -hmm. They still have yet to announce 60% of their roster on AEW, and they're they're not trying to, uh, according to them, because we've seen a lot of what they've said, and we've... And I'll touch base on that later because I'm starting to see a little pattern here mm-hmm. because they're constantly, people are, it's that time and age. You're going to be held to what you say in these opening press conferences. And a lot of the stuff that we're not seeing 
is what they told us that was going to be already happened. Mm-hmm. So the false reassurances or, you know, I'm you're too young in your company wise to be giving it out like that. Right. To try to be, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll touch base on it. So I think there's money on the table. If For sure. If doesn't happen, it'll be a nice consolation if Minoru comes into AEW and they do that match there. Um, but that needs to happen in Japan. Mm-hmm. It really does. It, it deserves its own program. I'm hoping that they can brush something out. Because I think that should be something that should be great for Minoru Suzuki as well. I'm not sure if his thing is his titles or anything like that. But that that will be a program that the world will be paying attention to. It just it just fits these two characters, these two personalities. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? That would be a great match. East versus build-up. West. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, It'd be great. It I, I would stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning to watch so it. So <laughs> I, I hope that New Japan management kind of gets over it and, you know, allows th- this and many other things to happen. It's going to take the two businessmen to sit down in the room and take care of it. Right. Because, you know, Kenny's going to be all for it. Mm-hmm. The Bucks are going to be all for it. Everybody who's wrestled in New Japan is going to be up for it. It's just going to be coming down to that almighty dollar when it comes to everything. Right. Who gets a sh- And we saw it with Sony and Marvel. Mm-hmm. You're faced with losing one of your biggest star in your universe right now. Shit comes to an agreement real quick. Yeah. Especially when you start talking about hurting your pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In other news, local to Chicago here, Kali Ray was at um, the last Freelance Underground show. Yeah. Ithaca. She she replaced uh, Shotzi Blackheart at their event that evening. Mm -hmm. And that's a surprise considering... We still don't know a lot about what happened with her and AEW and her request to be released from Tony Khan. But so here's my thing. She announced basically that she's back. And um, she's got a, a match coming up against GPA in December. Okay. Which is going to be great. Um, is that going to be here? It's going to be in Ithaca. So I think Ithaca? Um, um, Sean had mentioned uh, that she seemed like she's back. Okay. But... Primarily with Freelance Underground. At least she's working a program there, which is kind of serving more as their real training ground, like their NXT or whatever. Okay. So um, it's, it still remains to be seen how much back she is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How, you know, so how far she can go. Um, it's good to see that she's in health. It's good to see that she can get back in the ring. You know what I'm saying? To do her thing. If she's, if she's primarily down there, I can imagine her being more of a, you know, in a, in a training row. Versus a performer, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, she knows that people love her, and you know, if she's going to be involved, she's going to have to get in that ring and, and do things, and that'll be great. She's getting a title shot uh, in December fourteenth, so that means that that kind of speaks to her commitment. But my only thing is, is that I'm willing to respect her privacy and even flat out not care as to why she left in the first place and. Why she, you know, saying she decided to come back and, you know, at a certain level and probably not trying to chase that bigger level anymore. I'm willing to just lack care and leave it alone. But if you're back, at some point you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, we saw, uh, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but Chucky, uh, Chucky T from The Best Friends. Yeah. He threw out a shot right away that he was stoked to see what future endeavors outside of AEW are. 
because then we see how many times do we hear that company line yeah. we wish them well with their future endeavors well what is the future endeavor when it comes to AEW that's going to be interesting yeah that is it's like we'll see what happens so we'll see what happens I, wish, I still wish her the best so I hope I get to see her perform um, sometime soon but yeah she's going I hope that she realizes that that's part of the rollout you're going to put yourself back in the ring it doesn't sure. matter if you got your social media shut down. You know, she's going to have to deal with that. And I hope she gets in front of that versus letting, you know, the fans kind of boggle her down with it. And if I can throw in another uh, female wrestler that we heard good news about today. Yeah. And Scarlett Bordeaux confirmed it on Twitter. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. She is officially NXT, which we hope and pray. Killer Cross is right behind her. Yeah. <laughs> or anywhere but where he's at now. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, she confirmed it uh, a day ago, actually. Uh, so we'll see. Looking forward to her. Congrats to her. You know, her yeah. and Killer, they both deserve wins. You know, the Killer Cross situation is a little bit more complicated than that. But, you know, since she was able to get a full release, and I'm happy for her. We heard about her getting a private um, tryout. And I think, you know, since she's somebody that's part to put the work in and mm-hmm. also somebody who can stand from being in that environment to get trained. Yeah, and she's expected to be thrown right on Wednesday nights, right away. Uh, she's already been working at the Performance Center as far as uh, way back as in early June. Yeah. So she's already on track to uh, be on TV. Throw a little wrinkle into it. We'll see how it goes. Should be uh, pretty good. But another another wrestler that we've been pining for uh, to get a legitimate shot, you know, not at the hands of, I mean, we could say wherever, but as long as it wasn't in the promotion that was currently ruining her and yeah. burying her so that's good uh one of your last notes that we saw is AEW, which is phenomenal this is a great idea to showcase their dark matches in a to uh, a host a show a uh, hosted show mm-hmm. and that's gonna be dope yeah it is i'm pretty excited about that that's something that the wwe should be should have capitalized it on like 30 network. years ago or once they got these wrong SmackDown contracts, should have been doing this a long time ago. Yeah. Because how many times do we have to go on Twitter and see that there was a dark match that happened? Or even like with AEW, when they had their all out. Mm-hmm. At the end of it, we didn't, we, unless you were there, you didn't see it on TV. Right. So this is brilliant. Again, another thing for them to do if they have 60% of their roster that's not. Of, you know, on TV or hasn't been announced yet. Right. Great way for them to continue to put content out there to make these people fresh faces, to build up storylines. What could go wrong with this? And on, and, and to top it off, um, Tony Schiavone is hosting today. Oh. <laughs> Tony Schiavone was working his ass off on Wednesday. And it was... And, 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 and it made it great. I know he has, like, other commitments. Um, I think he, like, also does announcing for, like, football. Yeah. If and I'm not mistaken, yeah. The baseball league as well or something like that. I want to say it was an independent league, but I'll double check it right now. Um, so he's a busy guy, but, you know, the level of involvement that he was in that show, he was... It's a, Yeah, it's, a international, in it's an international league, MLB. Doing, you know, so he was in the back. You know, saying so he was doing all the lead-up stuff, you know, saying so on the YouTube channel coming up. The dude is everywhere, and that's money. They yeah. wanted, They needed a talent like this who can be... As iconic as it is to have JR's voice back, even to have the K's voice back. Yeah. Tony Giovanni is in that same... This is a chess move. Yeah. 
This is absolutely a chess move. And this, this is the reason when they announced Tony, that's the reason why they shook up this announcement team mm-hmm. to put one of the most iconic voices, right. whether you hate him or you love him. JR is back yeah, on TV. You have, you have to, you have to bring him back. Yeah, you had to bring him back. You had to make, and we've seen it over the past, you know, few months. It's been reactionary to everything. Yes, it has. And, and meanwhile, Tony Giovanni just—you sound like you're having a good time. We're having a good time. Absolutely. And he sounds. You like gotta know your audience. He, he sounds like he's having a time of his life right now. And you know, and no disrespect to Alex Marvez, but I mean, I'm sorry, he wasn't cut off for it. Mm-hmm. It's like there were times where I caught myself. Like, nodding off because he just didn't seem totally engaged. We see JR, even if it's over the top. How many times do we give props to Mauro Ronaldo on NXT? The man is NXT. He's the best. He's the best in the business. He's the absolute best. He's the absolute yeah. best. You can't you can't top him. Yeah, shout out to Mauro Ronaldo. I'm going to get that t-shirt made, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hit him up on Twitter or on Instagram the other day saying him using inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I got the response. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I fangirled out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big hip hop. So let's drop, yeah, let's drop a Mamma Mia for my guy Morrow. <laughs> Let me get that sound by. We get that sound. We're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're seeing, I and mean, we talked about this minimal card until they just threw it together about two hours ago, and then they just realized that they just threw another match in there with Ali versus Orton on the main show, or. In a couple so this minutes. This is basically like a, a glorified episode of Raw. This is essentially Raw, and we talked about that. But let's uh, let's just continue on because I'm not going to pay this any attention until probably next week when we shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> so Raw. So I guess just for this week, when we're talking about the shows, and we're going to figure out how we're going to do this going forward because this is going to get exhausting. Real quick. It is. So maybe we divide it. Maybe not all three of us watch the show. One of us takes a night and watches it. Well, we'll it's like a schedule. Yeah. I'll happily take Friday nights because <laughs> I don't do shit on Friday nights. <laughs> I'm a grown ass man. Well, right now you're gonna take Monday Night Raw because I can't seem to remember what happened. No, I have a softball team. <laughs> <laughs> I signed up specifically just to cover the season premiere, and every fucking week since I have not played one game, this shit's been rained out th- four weeks in a row. I'm scared that they're going to be making us play a quadruple header tomorrow. But thankfully it rained yesterday and the day before. So hopefully we can cancel that out. But uh, So we'll talk about ratings and we'll yeah, talk I mean, about yeah, the highlights, lowlights. Let's, let's talk about ratings for a second. Sure. Just, just, just a short thing. Okay, so just to set a precedence least for this show and for what you're hearing, because I think, you know, the little listenership that we have, you know, are, are kind of like new fans or passive fans, I'll call them. Okay. Uh, which are going to make up a big part of the marketplace. And this is why I want to have this talk now, um, especially when we start talking about these quote-unquote Wednesday night wars. So yes. The good thing, the really, really good thing about those numbers. Um, ratings is something that we're used to hearing about because of the Monday night wars back in the day. But you get, we're going to fall into that trap. Right. You know, and I don't want to feel like I did in the 90s. But the difference between you had to watch last when we were younger, when the Monday Night Wars existed, mm-hmm. because they didn't announce the cards. Right. We know the cards or the main events because of social media before 
even get to the city that they're arriving in. So, so it kind of takes a, it takes away from it, which is kind of what I thought this they were doing with this until I realized that this is just a mixed bag of, full of shit mm-hmm. when it comes to this. This is the only match I'm looking forward to to see how they utilize it. But I, I, I'm looking forward to um, um, Becky and Sasha. That should be fun. I think that, I think the two main a, events should I, be fun. I think that's a sleeper. But the good thing is we don't have to watch it. We can just kind of like follow along social media and then turn it back on. Yeah, I don't have to sit here and watch this. We can. Uh, we but, can. but yeah, I mean, going back to like ratings, like they're important to certain people, but they're not, they're not important to everybody. So let's just keep that in mind. It's the but same we, thing like uh, album record sales. Mm-hmm. Nobody buys albums anymore. Everybody's streaming them. Right. It's cheaper to stream. Nine ninety nine a month. But those numbers are important to some people. To some people. Right. Correct. So I just want to make it clear. If you are listening to this show as a fan, these numbers are not important to you. Mm-mm. So please don't get caught up in them. Yeah. But it is important. To, it's not like these numbers do not matter. Because with rating numbers comes opportunities for advertising. For sure. And with, with those advertising, with that advertising, we create the marketplace. So we can't talk about... Competed in the marketplace until we compete in the marketplace. The thing is, we're 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 making great strides. We're in the two, you know, say we're in that one to two million range for for most of what happened this week. For sure, you know, and that's a good thing. Let's not get caught up in competition just yet in terms of ratings. We because we all that. know that from September to January, whatever you put on TV is going to lose to Monday Night Football. Yeah. So if you can come in in that top five range, mm-hmm. it's a success. So if you're looking at like Raw, for example, two million plus viewers against Monday Night Football is actually pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, these numbers are actually up from last year on the on the same you know, at the same day and time. Mm-hmm. Um, it also uh, they were number one in on cable. You know what I'm saying for that week. And, well, I mean, and, and the thing is, they usually are. You know. Oh, they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and this is what, this that's the value that's associated with this number. This is why USA, you know, pay almost you know eight hundred million for this and for NXT. You know, what I'm saying combined, because it does have some sort of value. You know, so when we talk about your views, we're not talking about competition just yet. You know, what I'm saying if you look back at those Monday Night Wars, those were astronomical. You know, five point, six point, seven point. You know. Yeah. They were doing Super Bowl numbers. When we didn't have streaming channels, when we didn't, this was literally right. If your fucking TV was on that channel, they yeah. were recording you watching it. So I mean, yeah. So we just we just you know not to get caught up in these numbers, but they are important, and we'll get into more of that. I seriously don't remember happening a lot. I do bits and pieces of it, but it's like the same thing that was put in our notes about Wednesday. Nothing, I mean, there wasn't anything memorable about I mean, we, it. we know for sure that they pretty much did little to nothing to promote this show. And that the problem is, you created that shit by say, announcing that the draft was next week. You did that to yourself. Yeah. They're back to so the now, now your stupid wildcard route rule doesn't exist but it messes up your entire storyline and what are you going to do so they just put on a bunch of matches that they've we've already seen mm-hmm. can we send an apb out for uh drew mcintyre he's still injured he's still injured yeah 
Okay. We're gonna have to make a list of who's injured, just like we the list about who's in jail. Yeah. We need an active injured list. Yeah. So uh, this shit's not working for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. Oh, okay. Is this the show with um, Bobby Lashley and, and Lana? Yeah. And also with the Hulk and, and Ric Flair. So they did. Because we yeah we were talking about it it's like oh fuck it's gonna be Ric Flair versus Hulk Hogan at Crown Jewel and they announced that they're gonna have a a team basically they're doing Survivor Series essentially with <laughs> Team Hogan and <laughs> Team Racism and Team Swag yeah but uh, okay I uh, I'm not looking forward to that I did enjoy uh, Randy Orton's promo okay um. I just don't remember. I just don't know. He had a shot. And he kind of did the thing like, give me a wool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, they they, they carried Ric Flair because he kept forgetting his fucking yeah. lines. Yeah. Oh. They kind of enjoy, you know, that they enjoyed being out there. It was, it, was, it was a cool banter back and forth, but it's like, that. Right. We, we've seen this before. And then this is also the show where they brought Rusev back, but then they brought Lashley back, but then he's coming down Lana. What the fuck? Well, that was the ending, right? That was the ending. Rusev standing there with a horrible seventies porn mustache, looking like a uh, actually a more jacked up version of like Joey Ryan, uh, just staring at Bobby Lashley, tugging down his wife. Is this an angle for Total Divas? I don't. This is that ending for Raw was what Fox did to the X Men movies. Took a gun to its head and shot it out and said okay it's your turn you can fix this Marvel I don't understand it for the life of me if you had no storylines this is what you came up with Mm -hmm. some old shit from the 80s and 90s about some gratuitous makeout who gives a shit neither one of them are relevant I didn't even know Bobby Lashley was healthy again why we need a list of injured wrestlers I thought he was out for an injury after that uh, alleged uh, thing with him and Strowman breaking through that with the first te- the first set of pyrotechnics that right. we got. <laughs> right, right. It's like he, we haven't seen him since the Raw afterwards, and that was it. Saying they're just not gonna go back. They're just okay. That's done. This is a reset button. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a reset button. Their numbers were aided by the fact that it was the Browns versus the Jets. On Monday night, <laughs> but last week, when you, or excuse me, they had a three point five with the Steelers and the Bengals, which was still second place to the Bears and Redskins the week before. Right. But it's just you're not gonna get you're not gonna jump up the scale with some some no. shit like this. This is a horror. If you're gonna you're gonna bring out Ric Flair, you're gonna bring out some other dudes from the Attitude Era. Fine, but if you're gonna, if this is what we're gonna do. How long are we before a, a lingerie match again, or a fake wedding in the middle of the fucking ring, yeah, yeah. like uh, Vicky and Edge again? <laughs> I don't want to see any of that, man. Because that's gonna. Congratulations! I that that'll make me f- uh, f- free up my Monday and Tuesday nights real quick. <laughs> I because I'm, I'm not gonna sit there and watch any. Any any words on the new set? I did like it. And that was pretty cool. I think uh, that I'm going back to the pyro is pretty cool. How, how do you think Darby Allen felt, felt about that news? <laughs> He's probably probably jump from the top of it. 
it is cool, but like I said, it's just if, it we, if we're talking cool. about sets, it, it looked cool when um, Becky came out and that image of like the it, how fucking dope would that look? Well, that's that's the SmackDown set. Oh no, Becky went no because they have like the yeah. Na- when Na- somebody with like a dope ass entry like Naomi when she comes out of that shit, that shit's gonna pop. Yeah, like, you have no plan for Naomi because Naomi's in the filming season with Total Divas. Mm-hmm. So she's probably on the press junket. And he's like, again, oh, what the fuck is that? I would not buy my son a Braun Strowman <laughs> Matilda. Do you know how long it's been since I've ever seen you know, Like I saw a vintage G.I. Joe the other day and mm-hmm. I almost wanted to buy it for my son. But he's so enamored with Legos building his own thing. That only feeds to his creativity. But the, the shit that I came up with with this G.I. Joe's was fuck. it tore out my aunt's house. <laughs> so, um, other, yeah, there wasn't anything memorable about it. Um, I don't remember any of the matches except for Seth and Rusev getting an abbreviated match and that ended with okay, the makeout session. There was also um, that's the other thing I thought was pretty cool. Um, the Brock segment and Dominic bumping around. Was that on Raw? Yeah, that was on Raw. Oh, so that was the that, opening. Because that, that was that 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 played into SmackDown's ending. Okay, but still, I mean, we still didn't. I we how long we've been recording for? We've been talking about this for like ten minutes, and it took us ten minutes to try to remember that. Yeah, it's just rather uneventful. Well, I mean, it's there was a lot of exciting things that happened this week, and this is going to be part of that fatigue. Yes. You know what I mean? Where we're, we're going to have that conversation. How much wrestling... As uh, as we've seen all on Twitter, and I, I see it from my guys, everything's coming up wrestling. Everything is wrestling. Because mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about the MMA uh, UFC last night when my guy came out and with the fucking Triple H theme. Yeah. I'll fuck, I already lost my shit. <laughs> it's like, yo, you got to come out and beat the dog shit out of this dude if you mm-hmm. come up to that. Um, but, we're, but that's not a... I would sit there and say that would be a cross promotion, but we know that UFC is on ESPN, right. ESPN Plus. So that's all on their own, but that's dope to see. Mm-hmm. We see it everywhere now. We saw Tyson Fury jumping in, and we'll talk about that later yeah. on. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was I mean, it wasn't anything great. If that's your season premiere, congratulations! Yeah, the first ten minutes of the show. Yeah. I well, we did talk about this off off the uh, off the air, but. Uh, the announcers weren't bad. Yeah. I didn't have much of a problem with the announcer. No. Like everybody else did. No. I mean, you know, we know why King was a little bit more wordy and talkative. Like, He's walking to, him along. Kind of trying to help them understand how to fill in those dead spaces in between, you know, what they're piping in and telling you what to say in the, in the air or whatever. So, you know, this is just a first show. Yeah. And it, it's going to take time to build chemistry. The yeah. three of them have never worked together, so... It'll be interesting to see, but I, I, I was okay with it. I didn't yeah. have a problem. So now we move on to Wednesday. The Wednesday night quote-unquote wars. I do... So I, let's, let's talk about the good stuff. Yeah, you talk about that good stuff. Um, let's go. So, these numbers. Um, we knew, going into the numbers, we knew that AEW was going to beat NXT. It was right. almost a foregone conclusion because right. it's a new product. We saw NXT have good numbers the week before. They had what? 
almost about the same, right? Yeah, they, about they, like eight, like they're, almost. Their numbers should be consistent. They're, they literally did the same numbers. They literally did the same, which was about eight hundred ninety thousand. Uh, yeah. So people. NFC popped at eight ninety, where AEW popped to one point four, which was where I think that pretty much exceeded expectations. For sure. For uh, sure. There were numbers there. There was some. You know, if they did five hundred thousand, they were good. But they did a preview show on Tuesday. Okay. That joined um, up a that lot did more six, That did six ninety one. See, and uh, this, oh wow, they're starting this off. Yeah, they're gonna start with a with a, with a cage match and then with a cage match. But you're gonna start with Sasha and Becky. Yeah. To start the show off. They're gonna start with a cage that's match. That's your fucking cage match. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. So, yeah, but okay. <laughs> so I mean, we, so, we, let's pay this no mind. But here's the great part about this. 890 plus 1.4 combined is like, you know, say almost two and a half. Two million households. Not including the people that were watching it illegally. <laughs> Correct. And also, like, the overnight numbers for both shows were almost in, like, the four or five hundred thousand. Because, yeah, TNT does show, uh, because TNT shows encores of every fucking thing. Yeah. Thank you today for Man of Steel, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they show encores of everything. And even new. in Canada, you know, the AEW struck a deal with uh, Canadian states. You saw that? At the very last minute, they did about 100,000 going up against hockey. That's not bad, because it's officially hockey season in yeah. Canada. So if you can get Canadians to care more than hockey, even if it's a small number, that's a win. The other thing that I was able to, uh, to pull from these numbers is that, um, what was the number? I can't remember what that exact number was, but they did a high number in the 18 to 49 demographic. Okay. And the thing about it was is that NXT and AEW both did the same exact number. Wow. That's new fans. New fans. That's, no doubt. That's great. It's, and we talked about it. It's like there's an excitement. There is a clamor for this. So you have to understand that you have to create the marketplace before you compete in it. And... Between NXT and AEW, they're both doing an excellent job creating that marketplace. And let's be absolutely real. Wednesday's right around the corner. What's the first thing people are going to talk about? Either the rise or decline in ratings. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it was a good show or not. Right. They're going to start talking about the numbers because we said it. I mean... But to see, that's, that's, that's WWE and WCW. They condition old fans to think like that. And that's the problem with the 1849, the new fans... They, I mean, yeah, they can go ahead and Google those Monday Night Wars, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be invested like we were on trying to pick what show we were going to fucking they're watch. They think they're stupid <laughs> because they're not it's like those big astronomical numbers from back in the day. Because we're it's sitting like, here competing. We're, we're sitting here talking about, oh shit, what show are we going to watch? We don't have to have a fucking choice. And we can watch the NXT at the same time and then watch the rebroadcast of the Encore mm-hmm. and be fine. It's the people that are glued to the social media that need to watch it in real time to be able to do it. I'm not going to go as far as to watch it on two separate TVs because I'm not that invested. Right. But well, we don't have to do that anymore. That was exciting no. back in the day. Back in the day, we don't have picture to do that in picture. <laughs> no, Sam, we don't, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, so, I mean, it's great. They, they both did a great job. They're both coming out the gate, doing a great job, creating the marketplace. We need... You need to get more people interested in wrestling. We need to... These stories about venues not being sold out and, you know, things like that. They, they, they need to be thinking of the past if all these people are going to succeed and get paid. For sure. Um, and so, you know, so it, like I said, it's just, it's just a great thing. Um, 
let's just stick with the good stuff real quick. Uh, <laughs> Why, do you have a feeling that like I'm going to say something bad? Oh, we, we got some stuff to say. Yeah, um, on both ends. Um, on NXT's end, um, Cole and Riddle. Tampa fucking match. I went back and watched so it. So that, that's, that's probably a, a match of the week nominee. For probably sure. a match of the year nominee as well. For sure. Um, for sure. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of people who are not sold on Adam Cole. And I don't understand why. This guy is just fucking phenomenal. Well, I can understand a little bit because a lot of what makes Adam Cole great, he had yet to do on NXT. You know what I mean? I mean, he's the, at best, if you don't know anything about Adam Cole before he showed up at NXT, by this time, you just know he's a great talker. Mm-hmm. But maybe you don't think he's, like, the best wrestler. or Because his, his character is always about getting that sleazy win. It's always getting about, you know... That's the Undisputed Era. That's what the that's the kind exactly. of character that they forced upon him to make him do that. I'm sure if he had any creative control, mm-hmm. he'd bigger, be a bigger name. But for the wrestling purist, he's, he's yeah, fucking he's talented. And he's a talented. With this match with Riddle, we got a chance to see exactly what was great about Adam Cole. And you got to have a good partner in there. For sure. For so, sure. So all the old guys who... Because I didn't agree with, you know... Like these old guys kind of shitting on Riddle and telling him he can't work. Um, obviously he can. Yeah, he can. And he doesn't, not only that, but he goes to like these shows, like the Evolve shows, like when he was, you know, formerly on there. And mm-hmm. he puts on a phenomenal show in front of a couple hundred people. Yeah. In a Logan Square Auditorium on a Sunday evening. I mean, this is the kind of dude he goes, he doesn't half ass it. He goes all the way. And kudos to Riddle. Riddle's gotten markedly better. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't bad to begin with. No, and it's, it's, it's exactly <laughs> right. He was. If you're talking about improving on an already good product, mm-hmm. that's a that's a. They're seeing the money bags. They got the money bag eyes when it comes to Riddle, especially since you got him on a Wednesday night where he can be a prominent figure on that mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Yeah. Protect Matt Riddle at all costs, no matter what Goldberg says. <laughs> <laughs> and and on top of that, we got the return of uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Which was inevitable, and that's going to be great. Thanks. Getting involved. You put, and then Finn Balor. I think that's the that's the biggest news from NXT. I couldn't believe it. If you want to, if you if you want to strategically place somebody on Wednesday night, to once again reactionary, but go ahead to head with AEW in terms of that kind of star power. Yeah, Finn. Yeah. Who's already established himself on NXT. Yeah. And now we can allow him to be, you know, a better character. That's going to be versus... a phenomenal program where whoever you match him up with, yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. Rather than seeing Finn go against Brock, Finn go against uh, Drew McIntyre seventy-two times or whatever mm-hmm. you want to put him in, he's going to be well utilized. And Triple H was like a proud papa when his son came home from college, yeah. Already posting the date that he started, which matched the date that he came back. Mm-hmm. That's that's just kismet, you know. It's fantastic. I'm excited about it. Yeah. I and I, we talked about this the past Sunday too. How we thought that you know what I told him. NXT doesn't have to put on a pay per view show. They put on consistently good shows. All they right. have to do is be consistent. Right. They did that again this week. They introduced Velveteen Dream officially to those new 18 to 49 fans, and he got over. Yeah, he did. So now you have these young stars that can set the table going forward. Mm-hmm. 
Then you have a fantastic match with Shayna Baszler and Candice LeRae for the title. Right. Then we saw the Street Profits and the Undisputed Era go at it. Granted, we didn't see in one of your notes, we didn't see any belts change. Well, that was a note from Sean, and I wanted to respond to that as well. It's like, I'm okay with that. Well, here's the thing. I don't think that you can play hot potato with belts. Until you've established it. Yeah, exactly. You have to establish them as Shayna Baszler is going to be the alpha, the Becky Lynch of NXT Mm -hmm. when it comes to that belt. So, one, you're going to put it on Candice LeRae right away? No. Do we think that she deserved a, a... Title shot? Absolutely. Yeah. She's a great wrestler. So in canon with anybody who's been watching NXT for the past six years that has been in existence, Correct. that might be the natural way that you would think these things would go. But we got to think about Shana, it. Shayna has, has had that belt for a while. For a while. But she's only had that belt for three weeks to a bigger audience. Correct. So how do we, how are we just going to take that belt off yeah, of her? Yeah, you can't. Because you, one, we ha- they still haven't. We know Mia Yim. We know Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. We know Shayna Baszler. Now we know Candice LeRae. Right. You still haven't introduced this audience to the baddest bitch on the planet. <laughs> and we talked about this before when yeah. we saw. You still haven't introduced them to Bianca Belair. Wait for the pop that she gets when she finally shows up on NXT Live. Mm-hmm. It's going to be phenomenal. You have the pieces in that brand, not the developmental league anymore. It's its own brand. Right. You have the pieces to put on a consistent and very good product where you don't have to worry about competing with one or the other because you know your takeovers are always better than the shit that we're watching right now. Mm-hmm. Granted, they took away the January one, which doesn't make any sense, but I'm sure it'll come to light why they did it. But again, if it's going to be its own brand, then it doesn't need to have its own takeover. That It's just going to make the fucking pre-show longer. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, they've replaced it with that Worlds Collide tournament, which was actually not a bad tournament. But you most of us, we were, yeah, again, that was only on the WWE Network. If right. you can figure out a way to promote that on live TV, you're going to get a hell of a lot more people coming to your channel to watch that fucking and tournament. I think that's going to be the idea. And that would be perfect. Because if, if they do this right with these brand splits and everybody sticks to their brand, then a Worlds Collide tournament makes sense. Because you have NXT 205 live together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes sense in terms of when are we going to see some of these guys fight each other. For what? I can't wait till you see... It, mark my Cause, words. Because they're not going to do it right with Survivor Series. Walter's coming. Walter's going to come. They're, you're going to see that NXT UK belt defended on live TV. Yeah. Because he's such a huge character. Right. And he's got more charisma than Brock fucking Lesnar. Yeah. And once they introduce that faction, I mean, you have, it's like Triple H has just had the best Christmas ever as a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he has too many toys to play with. Yeah. But let's just hope that he plays with them in a particular order that appeases all of us. Yeah. New and old fans. So like I said, in response to, to, to that particular note, yeah. um, can't beat your champs. No, you can't. I mean, not, I, know, I know we beat Velveteen Dream in that beginning, but we know why they did that. At this point, you can't beat the champs. You gotta establish yeah. why they're champs. Exactly. Because this is a new audience. We all know, what do we talk about? The mm-hmm. chase is more fun than the yeah. title ring itself. And then if you put this faction at the top of it, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, here comes Walter with his faction, or you have these guys teaming up against each other, it's gonna set up multiple storylines that's gonna be fun. And at, and at the very least, you gave 
of Velveteen Dream a good showing in that match by showing the competitiveness, competitiveness on his side. For sure. Before you took the belt off of him. A good point. Very good point. Foreshadowing. <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's like, I, and I had that thought in my mind the entire Wednesday, and I wanted to reach out to you guys. I was like, no, I'm going to save this for the podcast, mm-hmm. because now, I thought it was a phenomenal show. I really did. Mm-hmm. There were more times where, you know, I was sitting here watching with my wife, because my wife was, she's, uh, my wife is a huge Kane fan, so mm-hmm. anything nostalgic to her brings her back to so us. So listen, I had, to, I, I brought this up a couple weeks ago with Sean. Okay. <coughs> Because my wife is a Kane fan as well. What and the fuck a was lot, it? There's, there's a, a lot, lot of women that are Kane fans. Okay. Sean was like, Sean didn't know what I was talking about. No, there's a lot of women that were Kane fans. It's like, you know, maybe you'll get the typical Rock or Stone Cold, but there's a lot of women be like, oh, what's going on with Kane? Yeah, because he was dark, mysterious figures. Like, hey. Like, you had, you had your mother's favorite wrestler in The Rock or Stone Cold, and then you had this dude that just came out of fire. He was like, throw some fire on these bitches all the same. Noah, my wife. You came out, literally told me, he's like, oh, Kane was my favorite. When I told her that we were going to start this podcast, she goes, oh, man, does that mean we're going to start watching wrestling again? Like, you know, Kane and stuff like that? I'm like, she, when we first bought the, uh, subscribed to the WWE Network way back when, what did she do? The first appearance of fucking Kane. She actually knew the fucking date, the SummerSlam. Wow. I was, I was impressed. I had to put a ring on it. I had to put a ring on it. Well, shout, shout, shout out to my wife, Tina. She's the voice that you hear at the beginning of the yes, podcast. Yes, absolutely. We, we're blessed with the, the vocals of the goddess of the uh, <laughs> the Simpson family. <laughs> Very happy to have Tina as the, the voice of the Wise Men Wrestling Podcast. Oh, uh, she, her, Kane is her favorite wrestler as well. That's crazy. Right, it's just like, Kane? Okay. And then, and then of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm not mad, but Kane. I don't know. I was like, really? I was like, did you guys play? And, and, what, and what's vivid in her mind is when um, the match between her, match between Kane and the Undertaker. Yeah, when they were like, when they, like they showcased in the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. When they discovered that they were brothers. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit. It's like my, like I said, it's like, that was fun. And those were fun times because those stories were just wild. Yeah. And there was nothing to lead you into it. You were, you were hung onto it until the next week. Until they brought brought you right back in, which is what we're missing from shows like these, and we're hoping that the writing has gotten better. We see it with NXT. We've seen it now. That's yeah. that was a fantastic way to end it with Champa, because we know how much this belt meant to Champa, mm-hmm. both in real life and in the kayfabe. Fact, the fact that he circled around him and didn't even look at Adam Cole, he just kept looking at the belt. Yes, he just looked at Goldie. He's missed Goldie. Mm-hmm. He's Milwaukee's best. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, he is. <laughs> and uh, that's no no disrespect to Champa by calling him a $2 beer. The man is gold mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, wrestling for rest, uh, for Milwaukee. <laughs> but moving on, we'll go straight into... Uh, to AEW. Dynamite. I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. If we're going to be honest, I didn't set my expectations high. Mm-hmm. But, at the same time, we said this. We, for everything that we just said, NXT, and Sean's point was, how come we didn't see any belts change? They, I think they tried to do too much in this first episode. I think the saving grace was the Nyla Rose-Riho match. Yeah. Which was 
We said it. If Probably you, if, the best match. If, if you're if you're gonna say that that's the best match of the of the week, I can't argue with you. I no. think it's I think it's between that match and the riddle match. And the yeah, riddle, you know, saying cold match. And so, it, it just so happens that it happened on a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and that's where we're gonna see the premier wrestling. The wrestling because you have two brands that are going at each other, trying to one up each other. Because mm-hmm. we see that this is a game of chess. How are you gonna one up it when it comes to matches? They both have a match of the night. Conversation or yeah. match of the fantastic match between the mm-hmm. two of them. I love the fact that Kenny Omega jumped out at the end mm-hmm. and Nyla gave him the business. It's like, okay, now are you setting it up for some intergender wrestling that we hope we can see one of these days where it's not doesn't look like it's on a bad end of a case? Well, or do you show because we know that Kenny Omega was instrumental in bringing Riho over and several other uh, overseas talent? Yeah. So I mean, it was it was just a phenomenal match, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I love the fact that you established MJF as the heel of the company. Yeah. I do not like the fact that they squashed Brandon Cutler that quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of had a problem with that too. I was like, what? Especially, especially with I, I guess. we don't know who the average eighteen to forty nine person that mm-hmm. just tuned in and has no idea knows that Brandon Cutler is an enhancement talent now because you didn't you failed to. Put him up in any type of thing. Mm-hmm. This is exactly what we, we complain about. It's like, you didn't do that. The opening match with Sammy and Cody, it was good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. It was good. I like the angle with Jericho coming out, starting some shit, because yeah. he was only going to preview what was going to come the rest of the night. Uh, what was the other match that we saw? Um, the tag team. The tag team? Mm-hmm. Which was at the end. Um, oh yeah, because no, that was it, right? It was only like a few couple, few matches. Right. There wasn't anything. It was a lot of the backstories and shit like that, which was cool. But again, I feel like they tried to put too much in it. We saw the end of the match with. I, I feel like they're, they're trying to figure out exactly how they're going to tell stories in between matches because, once again, and this is the the thing that that Sean was kind of cautioning NXT towards, and I kind of agree with that. You can't. You know, saying so you can't go ball to the wall action from from start to end for two hours. You're gonna have to eventually you, tell the story. You, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna get burnt out, and you're gonna have to something in between. So, and we also know that AEW just kind of robbed a, a production team like maybe a week before. For sure, they put this on. So they, they got. They're still having production issues. There's growing pains. There's gonna be growing pains. Right. Absolutely, and we said that. But if you're gonna steal a production team, I was like, okay, cool. Let's see how it improves because. My biggest complaint with AEW has mm-hmm. been the production. You can have whatever fucking additional content you want, but if we have to feel like we're having vertigo when it comes to these cameras and we're not capturing a good, solid angle of the move that just got pulled off, there's well, a problem. This is Well, they're listening to us, too, because this would be like the fifth time that you said this. Fix your shit. It obviously... Everyone else is listening to us. <laughs> We've mean, been money on everything. But that's what I'm saying. They, they robbed the production team, so obviously they heard you. Thank you. <laughs> did you did you have them present in DC that night? Um, we still got to give them time. Yeah, I'm good. I'm. I just. I wasn't sitting there thinking, and believe me, I watched the entire AEW mm-hmm. thing. I went. I was flipping back and forth, and then I went ahead and was able to catch up on the NXT because I recorded it. But I mean, it's it's gonna have its moments. I did like Tony was fucking phenomenal back and forth. Yeah. Um, the match was cool until 
Sean called it and he said, here comes Moxley, injured Moxley, and mm. Moxley came out and we knew that was going to happen. Right. But then it was total chaos after that. You right. took away one of the best tag team in the world. They were in the ring, two of them, the two arguably of the top tag team in the world. Right. In a fucking ring together and the fucking focus was on Jericho putting Moxley through a glass table. Yeah, I mean, well... You're absolutely right in terms of them trying to do, you know, say too much at one time because they know they have to build this match between Moxley and, and Omega for the, the pay per view. So you know that was going to happen. It felt like Cody was in the back. Just send him, send him, fire, break glass. <laughs> and that's, like, the, that's the thing, too, because it's kind of like. You got to pace it. You, I mean, well, you you got the six man tag team match. You know the shenanigans is going to happen. It was inevitable. Yeah. We, as a wrestling fan, doesn't matter which brand you watch, you know that when there's something like that on the main card, it's inevitable something's gonna happen. Right. It's, it's just, it's just how it is. It's just life. Mm-hmm. It's caving. Welcome to wrestling. So they're gonna do phenomenal things on social media this week. For sure, I can't wait to see the first episode of this. But Dynamite Dark. Just, just keep them, keep them right. It needs to happen on a TV show. Yes. In order for it to mean anything going forward. That, and that's the thing, when we talked about fatigue. You're gonna have to ditch one of the brands if you're gonna start watching. Their, their being the elite. Mm-hmm. Are they going to fall into the trap where they put out too much content for the average person to charge? Because we well, see how it is. I mean, we have to look at the industry as a whole to answer that question. And that's, the, and it's, that's what, it's one of the questions that I'll pose to you and Sean when he gets back for something for us to elaborate on next week once we see the ratings because we're going to see it. It's going to be t- it's going to be a telltale. Mm-hmm. How many people are just, okay, this was a crazy first week. Because I didn't want to do anything Friday night because I was excited about doing the SmackDown until I had to deal with this stupid technical malfunction mm-hmm. that I missed half of the shit that I was excited for. And apparently I wasn't, we weren't the only ones that missed out on some shit. Right. Um, but it's going to be telltale to see. Not everybody's going to sit there and want to watch a new 11, 20 minute video on YouTube. How many times have you watched a video fully on YouTube without fast forwarding it? If it's, if it's more than 10 minutes, it's not happening. And that's what I'm saying. You got people complaining about major sports, baseball, put a time clock on the pitcher, which is something I've always said because growing up in the 90s, if you're a Cubs fan, Steve Traspo was the fucking worst. Mm, yes. <laughs> if you wanted yes. to lose four to six hours of your fucking life, you went to a game where Steve Traspo was pitching. But again, they would put it's commercials just, on when he was taking them out. Well, yeah. It was just because you had that fucking time. He would. He would. He would be checking down pitches and be like, we're going to commercial break. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it's a 6 nothing game, but you understood that it probably, he probably gave up a home run and he's still pitching on the second count yeah. this guy. I can only empathize with all the fucking catchers he had to work with. Wilkins and all those guys. Yeah. I'm very sorry for all those guys. Uh, that's probably why they went through so many yeah, fucking so many catchers. catchers exactly. <laughs> like, fuck this. Fucking like, knees. Fuck you. you get, same, same that's why they developed the work. knee pads, the knee rests on the back of the, the shin guards. Uh, fuck you, Steve Trasco. Um, but it's the, the attentiveness of the consumer these days. Mm-hmm. They want everything lightning quick because they have access to everything that right. fast. It's going to take something that's going to be creative and innovative but we've seen almost everything when it comes to these things. It's the one thing that I'm looking forward to because next week on AEW is going to be more focused on the tag teams of that tournament. Yeah, okay. so there's that's going to be, be something I'm going to be glued to. So that's, so that's already providing the opportunity for more faces to be on TV 
and for the same faces to not be on TV every week. And that's if that's I hope that's what they I mean they said it too that it's gonna they have only forty percent of their roster. Let's see some of the rest of the roster. Yeah, yeah. Let's see let's see what the rest of it. The tag team division alone, mark my words, is gonna be what carries this brand. Because you have <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta say. Oh, that's the wrong one. Oh, oh even worse. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be the thing that carries AEW. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at everything else, you've renamed iconic tag teams in WWE. The War Raiders, which are fucking freaks of nature. AOP finally just shot a promo, where they sh- and which was fire. Yeah, I love the fact that they're like speaking in like their name. Oh, language and it's and fucking subtitled. So you know that they're the fucking next villains in the next Die Hard movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love it. Uh-huh. Finally, you do gotta be, if you're gonna be reactionary about anything, fix your tag team division. Mm-hmm. Because AEW's coming for your fucking neck. Right. And rightfully so. They just signed, we saw it, the Boricuas. They're mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Yeah, they are. And they're not even in this tournament. Right. They're not even in this tournament. No. They had to wait until their contract expired, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they're not even in this tournament. So guess who gets first dibs at that fucking title? Yep. And it's going to be great. And it doesn't matter which tag team wins. We all win as fans. Because yeah. every we've seen every single one of these pay-per-views that they've put together that their tag, div- uh, tag team division is fucking loaded. Now, are we going to see... One of the other things that I want to see is, where's the focus on the women's division? You you told us, in the, and this is what I was talking about, false pretenses. Uh, we saw it when it came to this. Where's the women's division outside of Riho, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose? They told us they have 16 women signed, and we don't know who, you know. That's the thing. It's, it's the same fucking thing when it's like this. Oh, yeah, we've, mm-hmm. we've done this. Where's Okay, where? This is where... I hope that as it progresses from week to week, this whole thing about them not having a creative, mm-hmm. I hope that becomes a little less true. Cody Rhodes had to defend himself the other day because mm-hmm. they were talking about diversity. So where is the... We've seen it. We've seen a lot of Latinos, or some Latinos, I should say, Yeah. with, with the Lucha Brothers, the Boricuas, Sammy Guevara. There's not a lot of prominent African-American wrestlers on your roster, male-wise. You have Awesome Kong, who's an icon. Yeah, and then you have Private Party, who's... Private been... Party. So, like, like I said, next week, because they're going up against the Young Bucks first round. So. Oh, that's going to be fucking fun. Yeah, it's going to be please, a great match. Please, if you don't watch anything else, watch this first round matchup between Private Party. They stole the fucking show when it was... Was it Fight for the Fallen? By, or was... No, was, it wasn't Fight for the Fallen. They were... The, in a, in a... Which one was it that they... Did? No, Fight for the Fallen, they were sitting ringside. Right. And they kicked out uh, the dude from CEO Gaming... Yeah. Out of his private par- section. Uh, it was the one before. Fuck. I can't remember. Fighter Fest. F- Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest, they went off. Those guys went off. On the buy-in. And also, on the buy-in. On All Out, they did a pretty good job, too. Yeah. On the buy-in. On the buy-in. And it's, now they're going to get a chance to showcase on TV. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. you take them or the Street Profits? <laughs> Think about that. We'll circle back on this next yeah, week yeah. after after we've seen Private Party in action because you know at some point WWE is going to have the Street Profits involved next week mm-hmm. or at some type of announcement because they can't let, you know, 
it's 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 reactionary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Before we get off of Wednesday, yes. two more things I want to mention. Um, the statement that WWE put out before the numbers came out. Um, and Becky retains. Becky retains. Which means she's staying on Raw. Yeah. They can't get everybody. Fox can't get everybody. They can't get everybody, right. So, the statement that WWE put out, congratulate AEW. That was um, a bunch of horseshit. That was a copy and paste from somebody else's shit. I mean, it, but the last line was so interesting in terms of this is a sprint, this is a marathon, this is not a sprint. And it's kind of like, duh. Yeah, we know that, motherfuckers. Duh. It's like, yeah, let's give it a few weeks and then we can talk about consistency. We, like I said, I, I have strong faith in Triple H that, look at there's people walking out. Hopefully it's for a bathroom break, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's personal shit. But, um, it, well, fuck, where was I talking about? I lost my train of thought. Uh, Triple H. Yeah, I have faith that he's going to put on a consistent product. Yeah. Whether or not they average out at 800,000 people or not, it's still a success. Yeah. It's still a success. It is. You lost more in a fucking hour on Raw than you than you, <laughs> did, than you have people viewing mm. this. So let's, let's be real. It's still a numbers game for them. Yeah. It's still replacing Chris Lee's best in suits. <laughs> so, I mean... So, yeah. And the other thing I want to mention, I mean, I, it's great. The great thing about WWE putting out that statement is that it made... Vince Russo shit himself. Oh yeah. <laughs> in terms of it just just being absurd, bro, that you know you're congratulating the Why not? Big fucking deal. Anything that makes Vince that rubs Vince Russo the wrong way. He's gotta react, yeah. I'm, He's I'm, gotta good. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. But yeah, that was kinda cheesy with the, the that that was not that was just unnecessary. It was unnecessary. If you're gonna be congratulatory, be genuinely congratulatory. Right. That marathon, not a sprint. And here's here's that's the thing shitty. too, also. This is WWE's doing, conditioning the fans to look at numbers for sure. that don't matter to them. For sure. These numbers don't matter to you. They think that the problem is, let me see if I can put this the right way. The problem is that we're not being, we're not, the consumer now is not like we were 20 years ago when wrestling was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not easily manipulated by storylines or little shots like that. Right. Now we think of it as kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Now we think of it as it's just some random shot fired because of thank you Twitter. Yeah. We, we don't pay any mind to it. No big deal. It's just crazy. And and I, I kind of like Chris Jericho's response to it in terms of like, you yeah. know, we're, we're not competing. You put us in this war. Yeah. You, you put us in this war. And, NXT and, on and, Wednesday nights. And, and then we crushed you. Yeah. So then you're... Once again, you're backing yourself into this corner. And they're just trying to paint themselves as some type of sympathetic character because they're like, oh, well, you know, there's somebody coming out throughout. Nobody gives a shit. You're not the NFL motherfuckers. Right. You can do that. He's People like, come yo, after you. we're just focused on our show. You're not the... You're, not you're the one that's putting us into this war. Yeah. You're the, one, the war world words is happening uh-huh. from Connecticut. It's not happening from Jacksonville. Right. That's for fucking sure. Right. But so, overall, it was... Like I said, it was decent, but I wasn't. I wasn't blown away. I thought the spots that were there were some spots that were really good. Um, so at the end of the day, AEW got the numbers, but NXT got the substance. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
So that's how and I'm okay with it. That's how we'll evaluate going forward. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's like what was numbers really, versus substance. What What was really the better show? For sure, and you I know? think NXT killed it. I really do. I think from top to bottom. I mean, there maybe you know the Mia Yim match was okay, but mm-hmm. it was it was still good. But this is like the thing like before with like, um, I remember they, them killing like CM Punk because he made a comment back then like, you know, I don't hate Impact. I want them to do well. Because yeah. if they're doing well, we're doing well. That means we're creating this marketplace of For sure. people who are interested in wrestling. It's a supply and demand exactly. market. You can't, if you're supplying them, we're, we're talking about maybe fatigue, but quite honestly, everything's coming up wrestling. You're not oversaturating the market if it's a good product. Exactly. If you're going to put out some bullshit like Ring of Honor, yeah, congratulations. You're going to be thrown to the fucking side, yeah, fed to the fish. And that's the one and only Ring of Honor shout out for the podcast today. You're welcome. <laughs> for the one Ring of Honor fan that we have on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but quite honestly, I'm, it was good. It wasn't, I mean, my wife said the same thing. It was good. Mm-hmm. She said, Sean's probably going to get mad at you for saying that. I'm like, it's, it's okay. We don't have to agree on everything. Right. But I did say that on Sunday that I thought, substance-wise, NXT was going to, because AEW's in their infancy. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. But maybe they did this on purpose or to somebody like me because then I have a reason to tune in to see if it gets better. It's a, you know, yeah. they baited me into watching it. Well, how can this improve? They already got my number for next week because I'm excited about this tag team tournament mm-hmm. because it's a legitimate tournament, not the bullshit that we saw a couple weeks ago with this King of the Ring. Although mm-hmm. I was very happy with the Corbin and uh, Chad Gable. Yeah. That was fantastic. I thought that was the best piece of writing they did all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had a tag team tournament too, and it was shitty. And here we go with... Who's holding the belts now? Can you set, can you tell me who's holding the belts? No. For either brand? No. Exactly. No. That's why I said, yeah. at some point you need because to be it's reactionary. Not, it's, it's not important. It's, 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 when was the last time you saw the Usos on TV? That's coming. That's coming. It's coming on, yeah. It's on my Friday night. Friday night? The Friday well, night. you can talk about the first part of it, because I didn't see the first part of it. Friday night Smackdown at the Staples Center, mind you. In um, sunny Los Angeles. So... Just, just in the spirit of popping numbers, they popped a 3.8. 3.8 million viewers tuned in to Friday Night um, Smackdown. Fox regular TV. On oh, Fox regular TV. So, I think it's an impressive number, but... It's um, going to go down. Well, here's the thing. They were they were expecting, WWE was expecting, it was boasting to Fox that, oh yeah, we're easily going to do 4.5. There's no way. They did a hard 3.8. 3.8. Which is something to be proud of, but if you're going to... Stick your foot in your mouth, then you fail. Again, they put you know too much. Ooh, shout out to Amari Cooper. Thank you. <laughs> Eleven catches, two hundred something twenty yards, nice. and two touchdowns, giving me a robust. He outscored the other team already. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> this is for free lunch, by the way. This is uh, okay. Willie's uh, son is hosting the league, and I don't watch NFL, but I did. You know why not? Mm-hmm. Free lunch is at Culver's. A place I I don't like, but now they have pretzel balls. Yeah. The same joints from uh, from Costco. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all fucking in. There goes your one Culver's reference today too. Shout out to Culver's. Yeah. So SmackDown they did a pre-show. Um, it kind of felt like the Grammys. 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're in that And season. we saw Bobby and Lana who come out as yeah, a couple, them which is fucking hilarious. On the blue carpet or whatever. So, I mean, it's it's just, it's, it's award season. So, you know. It's, it's, it's Los it's, Angeles. It's, it's, it's Los Angeles. So, it's a bravado. You got to do it. That, yeah. No, so that to bring it out. We understand why they did this. Um, we got a chance to see a lot of people. Um, if you are not really familiar with, if you're a new fan and you're not really familiar with um, the WWE and, and the people who are currently in it, you're probably still confused or have no idea because Fox is messing up people's names left and right. God, they were messing up people's <laughs> names. They called this dude Sami Zayn. Yeah. They called Alexa, Alexa uh, Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Or was it Natalia? I can't remember. I think they called her Natalia. No, they, they had Becky Lynch. But oh, I yeah. can't remember which superstar they called Becky Lynch. <laughs> I'm like, you know, they, you don't mess it up on the NFL. Why would you mess it up on these guys? You, they're doing the same type of bag. Oh, look at this. This is this was actually pretty cool watching this because it's like somebody else doing it. Mm-hmm. We're watching their actual stream. So here we go. Um, speaking of shitty tag teams, <laughs> <laughs> only one of these is a legitimate tag team. And mm-hmm. they were, oh look at that! Oh, it's the network that's gone down. Yes, it's hell in a TV box. <laughs> we don't need to watch this anymore. Um, so um, three point eight million views for. Viewers for the main show. Not bad. Over, fill, over 4 million for the rock segment alone, which opened the show. Um, that new set, uh, uh, between the two sets. Fucking awesome. The, the SmackDown set is where it's at. Fucking awesome. It's, it's a very dope set. And did you see that they were talking shit? I think there was a one of the, and, and we'll touch base on this because mm-hmm. you have it in your notes when it comes to reputable news companies. Yeah. Somebody said, they're bringing back the fist. And somebody that worked in the WWE uh the warehouse like no, it's been there literally since it's been retired. And it's like and it was still in that same corner for two years and he posted a picture mm-hmm. that the fist is like standing upside and uh, right side up. It's like really? As like you guys are reaching for fucking shit. <laughs> That's set. And we saw all the pictures on Instagram, um, through all everything by the way, you can follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Cheap shout out. Yeah. Uh Wise Men Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. There were so many people that had Photos of the pre during the pre show that they posted videos of this set and it's phenomenal. Yeah, I it fucking is. love it. Yeah, it's great. It, it it's almost reminiscent to the sets that came out in the late nineties when SmackDown first debuted. Mm-hmm. I love it. it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. If that it's all if, if that combined with the pyro, like yeah. Yeah, I mean we needed pyro. That's all the fucking mm-hmm. need. It's about time that the fire department finally got over themselves. It'd be nice if we got a chance to see. I would have loved to see The Undertaker's entrance with SmackDown's set. Wait. We still have Crown Jewel at the end of the month. If you're going to talk about no, 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 Undertaker. No. We're going to talk about SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that The Undertaker wasn't there because apparently he wasn't needed. The fact yeah. that they advertised Stone Cold. We're talking about everything Friday night, listen, SmackDown. Listen, if you... It doesn't matter that this was the the... the the season premiere, the debut of the news Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. That part doesn't matter for this. If you were in L.A. and you bought a ticket to this show and you were specifically there to see Stone Cold, because here's the thing. When they announced that, you know what I'm saying, when when we're coming close to this time, they put out an announcement saying that Stone Cold is going to be there. Apparently he was. But here's, here's, not in the capacity that he was ever, or seemingly advertised to be. Who should put? I want to say it was like six or seven weeks out when they first made that announcement. Mm-hmm. The first thing that people were talking about 
was, oh my God, what if we get a Rock and Stone Cold segment on this show? And that was the buzz from that point. The Rock wasn't even announced to be on this show till like a month later. It, no, it was the yeah, it was after this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exact the day after this podcast, The Rock was announced announced that he was finally coming back to Los Angeles, and it was like, oh shit, this we're going to get a good. Rock and Stone Cold segment. To some people, that's the price of admission. Oh fuck yeah. I would have flown to Los Angeles if I had the type of bag. We're gonna get a rock and stone cold segment. I don't yes. give I don't give a shit. Up. Up. I don't give a shit if they're singing or doing that little rock concert thing again. I don't care if they're cutting promos or they're just acting stupid. It doesn't matter. The only problem I have with the set is that you can't do drive a milk truck or a beer truck down that set. True, true. It's gonna be very hard to do that. Maybe. Which closes the door seemingly on a bevy of attitude era like Ideas. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But <laughs> we digress. So if you bought a ticket to the show and you were disappointed because Stone Cold wasn't there or even Undertaker wasn't there or you didn't see what you expect, what was advertised, mm-hmm. you have every right to be pissed. Why though? Yeah. Because we know that these cards are subject to change. There was no match announced. We see it when NBA players most synonymously, uh, or excuse me, famously, mm-hmm. the Spurs, when they start benching their stars uh, closer to the end of the year, right. or middle of the year, giving them rest, they play 82 fucking games. Well, how many times in the 90s did we sit there and see Jordan playing through a fucking flu and still dropping 55 right. on people? Times have changed. Right. No, I understand that. I, I'm playing devil's advocate on this. Right. So, I mean... It's no different than when you're going to a, a baseball game with the Cubs to see Javi Baez or something like that. All of a sudden, he gets a late scratch mm-hmm. in the game. Will WWE respond to it? Absolutely not. Because they're yeah, more I mean, worried about the 3.9 or the, 3.8 the, the, that they the, the, They've already gotten what they needed. The, I mean, there's no return on that. No. You know? And I, and I understand it that. Sucks, you gotta do. But let's be real. Everybody in Los Angeles, how many times are they actually? Can we, no, I, I, I won't say that. I won't go there. No, I was going to sit there and say WWE, there a lot of I mean, fair weather Los, fans. Los Angeles is a big market for the WWE. They do so many phenomenal things. We also know that like, this might be the last time they're in California. Exactly. That's the only. That's the other problem. This you might know? be the last. We talked about this months ago. Yeah. Will they be this back? Is, this is good. Will they be back? We had the San Jose show, and then now we have the opener in Los Angeles. I don't think they'll be back. So, I mean... Gavin Newsom is every public enemy number one yeah. to the NCAA and every independent or independent contractor's nightmare. So, yeah. Twitter is there. Their website is there. If you were upset because you were expected to see something that they advertised and it didn't happen, light them up. Because they deserve it. The, just to give you a heads up, this is a, a worldwide outage right now for WWE. Everybody's trying to get back into the network to watch this, and it's been about five minutes, and people are still can't get back into it. You know, it was a bit of a domino effect, but one of the major reasons why there is no WCW anymore is because they had a major, major angle playing out at a pay-per-view, and the feed went dead before it happened. I'm just saying. <laughs> the other, other companies have died because of this. For sure. Oh, we've seen it uh, with the smaller companies. With these ones that we've seen that we can we won't mention again. Yeah. We've seen it. 
Yeah, we've seen They're it. Saying. I'm just and if it devastates a company that small, it should be pretty devastating, especially if you're attracting new fans who know about Stone Cold all over because he is an I- global icon. Exactly. You fucked up. Yes. So now we're now we're on the same page because I had to play devil's advocate for a mm-hmm. second. I think it was pretty shitty. If you, especially if that was your, if you're gonna have it on a fucking poster, if you're right. gonna be advertising it, yeah, that's pretty shitty. Yeah, it is. That's a hook, line, and sinker. I don't, I don't, I don't like that. And like, and the other thing is, at, at the very least, don't let this company tell you to just shut up and be a fan. No, absolutely not. Because we Cause talked you know, about because you know that's the move. You know that's the default. We talked about people. And how people need to be smart. You know, this era is a smarter consumer because now they want more quality for the money that they're paying. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. You don't get to sit there and tell them to shut up. This isn't the '90s where people are just. Uh, everybody's got a voice that has a ma- magical cell phone. Yeah. And they will rip this company into shreds. And absolutely. Right. So with the SmackDown show, it started on a high point. I mean, the 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 Becky and. Um Rock segment was actually pretty good. Did you notice that there was a bit of continuity with the Becky coming out with the Corbin? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. She got, she's got, she, she got, gets, her, she, she, she gets got her money back. She I gets mean, receipts. I'm, 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 I'll be remiss if I didn't mention that while we were kind of watch sitting here watching that match. She mentioned something about getting that receipt back on on Sasha Banks for that that chair shot, shot. Hit. and she she got she got a head shot from that that kendo stick. Go back and watch it. Yeah, that was pretty. She said receipts were coming. Yeah. The man spoke. Yep. She spoke it into the universe, and the man cashed it in. I'm glad that Becky Lynch was able to do that for herself because we know damn well this wasn't written. If this if this was on the oh yeah, <laughs> yeah no, there's no way. Barry Corbin was always going to be out there to you know to be in that spot. Baron Corbin is the punching bag right now, mm-hmm. but I mean he's. But you didn't see it on WWE's Twitter that oh. Becky got her revenge for that. No, you, you saw, saw it, um, you saw it on Becky, Becky Lynch's, Lynch's Twitter. Twitter, yeah, n- not officially endorsed by the WWE. Only when they show cute pictures of her and Seth. Right. They still. I'm glad that shit's over. Yeah. Where they stopped broadcasting it, and I'm pretty sure they gave them some shit about it because mm-hmm. Seth is being further uh, further emasculated on the other end of that. And we'll see that. We'll see that at the end of the night. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But um. So. Other things you may have missed. Uh, you say you came in at the. Uh... I came in at the Shane McMahon Kevin Owens, which was dope. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really that was a pay per view quality. Well, match. I mean, they gave away a couple pay per view matches. They gave away a couple of Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, I mean, you could have easily done it like this, but they did that on purpose mm-hmm. because this was originally advertised as a Hell in a Cell match. Yes. And that's why they were left scrambling with four matches because you put everything on your Fox gun in yeah. your holster, which I wasn't mad at because we've said it for the well, last year or I, so I, that I SmackDown is the A show. Now. I understand why they did it, but at the same time, this is what I fear. This is this is what my fear of the NXT coming to TV was. Okay, that we were going to pack it with stars and then they were all going to disappear. Mm-hmm. So once again, if you're a, a, a passive fan, I won't say casual fan, but if you're a passive fan. And you're flicking through the channels. You Don't come get across, used to seeing these people. Exactly. They're not coming back next week. No. 75% of what you, people you saw are, are gone. not coming back this week. So we have the draft coming up. Yeah. Which is like pretty much going to be the only saving grace in terms of them popping a, a, a similar or a, a comparable number. But like you saw a lot of shit that you're just not going to see ever again on this show. 
I, I agree. And I don't think that's a good thing. <laughs> Shout out to the Atlanta Braves, who just beat the Cardinals in the ninth inning. Thank you. <laughs> your your chant is racist, but at least your intention for I'm beating the Cardinals is pure. <laughs> so I mean, WWE puts out this beautiful statement on Wednesday about how this is not a this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Well, you just fucking counterpoint. You just contradicted yourself. Okay, absolutely. So I'm not the only person. No, who saw absolutely it. not. When we saw it for what it was, how in good. And in, in uh, being of a sound mind and peace, how can you say something like that when you're gonna have millions and millions of mm-hmm. fans turn those very exact words against you when you put out a pay per view show? You put on Hell in the Cell on Friday night, right? And here's the thing too, not even about the matches, because even Sean mentioned this. It's not even about matches. It's about those tricks you're gonna put out the bat. Yeah. So you know, so people who passively watch the show. They thought the show was pretty awesome. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was awesome. Yeah. I thought there was a hell of a lot of pop. Mm-hmm. I thought that, if you're talking about crowds, that was, that was crowd. the premier crowd this year. That They were in the Staples Center and they were sold out. This year. Mm-hmm. And we've been in baseball stadiums. We've been in football stadiums. Compared to maybe the Kofi pop when he won the title, mm-hmm. this was the biggest... Pop from a live audience all year. Yeah. And of course, it's going to happen in Los Angeles. But wow, I mean, anybody that came out, it was a huge pop. We saw it. There was a huge pop when Kevin Owens told uh, Shane that he was fired, which we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before you can rekindle that. As long as it's it's over. Yeah, we don't need to see any more of that. That's it. I think that was the final touch because they forgot about. we criticized them because they forgot about the feud that they were currently in. Mm-hmm. And they just threw them right back in the center of it. So, it is what it is. The Bludgeon Brothers doing what they doing. What they do best. Bludgeon stuff. But so other we're, than that... We're, we dance, saw, we're dancing around it, but let's talk about the night of that. Here's another thing that you may have paid for. There's another thing that you may have... I mean, if there wasn't that one other thing that was promoted on the show, it was... A title match between Kofi Kingston and and Brock Lesnar. Absolutely. And granted, they put it in the right spot. No. But by this time, Mm -hmm. I feel like, of course, they did some overage. They ran over on some segments. Yeah. And things like that. So at the end, there really was was no time. And I feel like, I feel like, for one, you had to take the belt off of Kofi. You had to put it on Brock. It was very, um, excuse me for one second. It's very interesting that you talked about running a long time. Because when that match, when I heard Brock's music, my first instinct was to look at my watch. Mm-hmm. I saw it was 8.52. I'm like, there's no way this is going to be a fucking clean match. No fucking way. There's absolutely no way. You can't have a legitimate championship match in eight minutes. Something's going to go wrong here. My Peter Tingle was working that night. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, we got what we saw. So... The belt had to come off of Kobe. If you're going to do this match, and we caught it a long time ago. We, as soon was, as they this, announced the match. This was the end of the reign. And the angle with Cain Velasquez coming out. Which is something else this podcast called months ago. And I was, said it. And what did we see all over Twitter? Yeah. The rema- the fight that he beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar and bloodied him up. Mm-hmm. Where me and my cousin were celebrating amongst a sea of white guys 
and tap out on Affliction t-shirts bedazzled out that just lost their all their Bud Light because they were so sad that Brock Lesnar, their hero, died that <laughs> night. Um, I, I called it. I want my money. I'm not going to say another word until I get my check <laughs> because I am convinced that they're, they're attacking us. I, it was cool, especially since it tied in. But I was like, not the average fan knows. Cain Velasquez has been fucking. He can go. Yeah. He's been doing this for a little while now. As, as far as back as last year working in the Performance Center. Um, and he can go in AAA. Especially yeah. as one of the mass Lucha Libres. He can, he can, he can, he can, he so can jump. He's, so he's ready and, and we're definitely going to get something between him and Brock. I did like, uh, there was a Stone Cold reference there with Kane coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught it. The knee brace the over knee brace, the jeans. Yeah. yeah. That's the new Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. That they're going to try to push because this is the guy that can end the reign of the, the well, beast. What we're going to see exactly what they're going to do. As great of a moment as it was, and it was a great moment. And oh, everybody for talked, sure. Everybody talked to us. Like, it, oh, was was the, awesome. it was the water cooler moment they needed. Uh, besides the fact that Kane probably should, should have just put a t-shirt on. But um. let's, not, let's not do that. <laughs> I saw, when you said that, I was like, I looked at myself and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give that any type of thought. I, I'm still working on me wearing, not wearing a shirt, and for a dude that's been tore up for a while and didn't look great in his last fight, looks pretty damn good to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's a heavyweight. There's no way to hide the heavyweight unless heavy you're fucking network. Braun Strowman. That fucking guy. There's yeah. an exception to the rule. Yeah, for every is. Braun Strowman, you have us. You have. Yeah. You you have Kane Velasquez. <laughs> But I mean, still, I mean, it was an awesome moment. Like everybody who saw it was, it was like, a pop. Oh, it was a huge that, pop. Was, that was awesome or whatever. You had Daniel Cormier watching it live on his laptop. Yeah, get him, go in the ring and get some Brock, because you know DC wants to kick Brock's ass. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was a dope moment because not only did you link your fans, your your new fans, mm-hmm. your old fans, but now you tied in that MMA, tied it right in there. Right. And that was, I thought it was gold. So, that, so many things that they did right. It sucks about Kofi, but we know that's not the end of Kofi's. I got to keep it there for a second. Because Sean says, says the same thing. But it's I don't kinda, think it's, it's going to be in the title that we think it is. My thought process mm-hmm. is that New Day is not going to get drafted by SmackDown. They're going to Raw. Yeah, they're going to Raw. And sure. then that sets up the match that we should have seen a while back where... Seth maybe retains tonight, mm-hmm. and then now you have Seth versus Kofi for the Universal Championship. We need to think about that before it actually happens too. Um, That's that was my mindset the entire time I saw it. I'm like, he's going to wrong. I'm sorry, I gotta go back to Kofi though. I don't like how it happened. No, I don't. I don't appreciate it. I mean, I don't. It felt unnecessary. You could have gave him five, six minutes to do it, where he ate a few more f five, you know, whatever the case may be. And he goes off and why did up. we not take a why, why did we not do any title changes on NXT? Because we need to establish that these guys are champions for a reason. But now you, even with even with Velveteen uh, Dream, yeah, having a chance to showcase the reason why he was a champion, even though you took the belt off of him, to 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 have Kofi Kingston be so irrelevant. That's what they did. And he has, he's had markedly the better title ring between yeah between him and Seth Rollins. But if you're talking about current title holders, we talked about this last Sunday. 
It's like much better opponents. And eight. even in losing in Brock Lesnar, now you've added another notch to his championship ring. Granted, he lost it, but still, Seth lost it too, and then got it back in a cheap win the next the next pay per view too. Seth got a chance to showcase what was great about him, and in terms of in ring performance, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Finn Balor. We can even go back to CM Punk. What makes Kofi so different mm. that he couldn't get something out of that? I mean, we can call it what it is. You're a no. <laughs> you know, I we kind of we're kind of we're being a little gun shy without trying to say it. Well, we know what the fuck it is. Yeah. You had your first minority champion. Your first African American prominent black athlete as a champion not only transcended this title ring from just we're here with the states back to Africa, mm-hmm. back to everywhere across this world. He had a pop, and you fucking threw it out for eight seconds, three seconds. I'm just saying, if it was because of time, there's other ways around that. There's still eight minutes left in the fucking program. Regardless if, you have, if you're if you tied to it, you still could have done it where they had an intense match where he could have landed an SOS. He could have landed something and then Brock gets up at the, uh, you know, when this force decided, that you're putting when, out there. When they decided to put Goldberg back into the ring with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler got off like four or five super kicks. Yeah. Before he got put down. We what's, the get put down. what's the difference it's between nothing, Dolph? It's, it's, it's no problem... With us knowing what's going to happen. It has no, no problem with the outcome is going to be. What's the difference between Dolph and Kofi Kingston? Pause. We'll, we'll, we'll move on. So, I mean, so, just, but so it's, it's just, again, it's, you, have, you have a pay-per-view tonight that didn't have a lot of matches on there. Why not do a rematch? You couldn't. Oh, because they don't have the rematch clauses unless it's befitting of who they want to have. But, I mean, could, could we not still, because... Couldn't Cain Velasquez interrupt that match? Cain Velasquez could have came interrupted that match, and then Brock to show you could have had Kofi lose in a good, more digestible manner than what we were treated to, and then we got the Kofi apology, you know, his support because everybody was shitting on him. He posted a long message on Twitter about it. I'm like, he didn't even need to do that, but that's the type of dude that he is. He's the champion yeah. that everybody wants. He is the one that... He is the guy that represents 85%. Or here, well, for terms for the... He is the 99% of the roster. Yeah. The upper 1%ers, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. So here's, here's the other thing, too, that doesn't sit well with me. Brock Lesnar, Kane Velasquez. We know why Brock was on the show. Yep. We know why Kane was on the show. Brock is Fox's champion. Brock transcends wrestling, but we also know that he wrestles for the WWE. Mm-hmm. Kane Velasquez is just another name that we know. And that we know these guys have clashed. Why does this program need a belt? Because we like putting belts on, we like putting stipulations on matches that don't need to have a stipulation on it. You really think Brock's going to lose the belt in Saudi Arabia? No. To 
king? Absolutely not. But it's going to set up a, a long fucking thing. Do you think anybody in Saudi Arabia knows who Cain Velasquez is? No. It's a shitty time to introduce. I understand you do it for Fox, but don't quite understand what the what the follow up. Well, is. here's the funny part too. Cain Velasquez is not even on the contract. No, he's not. They paid him for the day and they're paying him for the other day. Granted, this is the Brock Lesnar, you know, saying, let me help you get some money plan because he did the same thing with Goldberg. Correct. And that's awesome. But get this is a program that does not need the WWE title. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Does not. But they're going to do it anyway because, you know, it's cool to put that because then they, they sit there and shut up the naysayers like us. And sit there, oh, Brock doesn't have regular matches. Let's put a belt on it so that you can appease him. Just going, oh, Brock's defended the title more often. I don't care if we, frankly, I don't give a shit if we see Brock Lesnar more on TV. I mean, the dude is good. Right. He does, when he's engaged, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he is. I mean, like I said, once This again, wasn't engaged. No, no one was refuting the fact that, you know, Brock Lesnar can get on there and put on a good match with the right opponent. I don't understand why Kofi is not the right opponent if Seth Rollins or AJ Styles... Finn Balor is because I feel like it's kind of the same style. It's the same story. The same story is just the player that they have involved. Exactly. Do and, they and they, they sat there and I'm pretty sure they sat there on their high chair and said, "Is Kofi Kingston the transcending star that we need for Fox, or is it Brock Lesnar?" And the easiest answer for them is Brock right. Lesnar. And I understand. And like I said, it makes business I sense, that. but it doesn't make sense to the people that. Have have wanted this type of champion to represent mm-hmm. the fandom that he has. And, I, and I'll go on record to say it again, once again, what I would have preferred to see from this point on, I would prefer to see him lose the belt and earn another opportunity by actually winning the Royal Rumble, doing the Royal Rumble shenanigans that we all know and love. For sure. Because he's gotten his WrestleMania mm-hmm. moment, which is probably one of the greatest WrestleMania moments in right. history. And everybody's saying like, oh, well, you know, so he'll bounce back. Yeah, in theory, he will. If they if it makes sense to the WWE. If, it, if they continue We're not to in control on it. If we were in control, Brock would have been fighting the belt again tonight against Kofi. Yeah. In a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Because then you can have Kofi do some crazy shit off the cell. Like we saw him do at Elimination Chamber against uh, Daniel Bryan and five other dudes. We've seen Kofi do phenomenal things. But why that doesn't translate to something where you can believe that he's a tra- a legitimate superstar? It doesn't. It's it's mind-boggling. Ring of Artists is about to get their second shout out on my show because the one thing that I enjoy about them is that when or lose, everybody who's in that title picture looks strong. Right. There's and ways at, to book it. And, and at, at any given time, you can. You can put somebody in that title picture, and it's believable in terms of look at look at New Japan when Kenny Omega swan song. Uh-huh. Look at how amazing that fucking match right. was, and Kenny lost the belt. Here's the thing, though: I'm gonna give it up to Matt Taven when he lost the belt to Roosh this yeah. the past couple weeks. That was a phenomenal match, and we shouted it out go, on go, this podcast. Go out of the way and watch that match. That was actually a very good match. That's the reason why. That's one reason why they they wanted to go with with Taven. Mm-hmm. You know. Because of his ability and the fact that he hadn't, he had yet to be in that position. And we we just said it moments ago. Brock has the ability to do that. Yeah. If you brought Brock Lesnar in for the money bag for fucking Fox and gave him a bonus just to show up for ten minutes of his time, congratulations, you fucking did that. Yeah. 
But fuck, you just, I, I, there's no interest in the New Day right now. You stroked, you, you took them off, the Revival, they're the ones that had the belts on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You took the belts off of the New Day. So you, look, look at the parallel when it comes to this. You have a good guy faction in the New Day that all held belts at the same time. And you stripped them within weeks of each other. Maybe a, a week or two with each other. Mm-hmm. And then the Undisputed Era, all four of them have belts? I said this a couple weeks Something's ago. Something's not all white here. Excuse me. I mentioned this before um, a couple weeks ago on the podcast about how, um, you know, saying being a minority is the new baby face of the WWE. In a throw, must be in the chase because it's either that or you're making out with somebody's wife. <laughs> look at all the belt hold. Look at all the title holders mm-hmm. throughout the entire WWE. Well, look at all the title holders between the two biggest companies in. Yeah, if you want to talk, well, you have one minority. Shout out to Rio. Shout out to Rio. <laughs> that's it, mm-hmm. and that's what they and they like I said they went after Cody Rhodes. And he de- he didn't answer the question. He deflected it. He deflected it. Oh, Brandy, come on, man. That's like saying, oh, I can't be racist. My my best friend's black. Mm-hmm. I have black friends. You defer to your wife, who is a prominent African American. She does a great job in looking for talent. You didn't answer the fucking question. They they we know that this is the 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 struggle that WWE's had because they just had their first champion in 2019. They've been around for 30-something years. Mm-hmm. This is their first. How are, in 2019, are we breaking fucking barriers yeah, like this? Right, right. Why is that the one of the last stories to be? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. But that's because we're of sound mind. We see things as it is and how it could be because we have that hope. Yeah. We have that faith that, that this can't be all that bad. All the time, but fuck, you can't do. It doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't make any sense. What I'd like to see with those numbers and see if we can figure that out, the diversity in the the groups in the numbers. I wonder if that's. Oh, that's coming. That's going to be coming because it's I want to see what and, and, households and, and, are watching it. That's what's going to be more prominent going forward. Um, Sean did have a kind of point. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it, even though he's not here to kind of defend himself. But I think I kind of know where he's kind of going with this. Because um, we kind of talked about this before. Um, about how on this show, on SmackDown, being a debut show and attracting new uh, a new audience. That um, by having Brock beat Kofi in this fashion. That we established him as being this beast and this monster. And my rebuttal to that sentiment is, once again. That doesn't need to be done in order to get Brock Lesnar over no. You already know he's over. Look at the amount of people that wanted to tune in just to watch Brock and Kofi. You had a WrestleMania-type match on your premiere episode on Fox. And you're pre-ejaculated before the fucking bell f- finished. Mm-hmm. Because you were so eager to put that belt on him, you couldn't help yourself from ruining a fucking excellent title ring. Brock, this is not new. Brock Lesnar has been around for a long time. Long time. And so the whole idea of 
either him beating Kofi in this way establishes him as a star. I think that's crap. Putting the belt on Brock Lesnar to establish him. No. Crap. No. No. They, that's, anything, that's the lies that they're telling themselves. In anything, in my opinion, it makes that belt worth jack. Absolutely. And that was your next because, point. Because here's the thing. Now we gotta. Now we have... You know what was really established on that show? Kevin Owens. Absolutely. But what direction do you have Kevin Owens going in now? You only established that he got over the son of the company who has been a pest and a nuisance for the past six months. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen them wrestle ad nauseum for this long... No, since last year. The yeah. crown jewel last year. Yeah. When this best in the world bullshit happened. You've seen it ad nauseum. So he puts an end to that. We hope. We hope. You put over Kevin Owens on a huge crowd because he did a Stone Cold Stunner. Another reference to Stone Cold. Yeah. Without having to show Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, if you were, you were absolutely so, so, right. So, so I'm a fan, I'm pissed. So, Why am I seeing this guy do it when I just saw fucking Steve Austin do this on your fucking Monday Night Show that in, New, that did, in New York? That didn't sell out. That did, didn't sell out, and you still had him do it anyways, and he looked clean doing it. Yeah. And yet his podcast show went sh- to the shitter right afterwards. <laughs> it's okay. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, none of that was necessary to, quote unquote, get Brock over. Brock didn't need to get over. He was already over doesn't need to get from over. inception. As soon as his music hit, he was over. As, as soon as pop, like this, I said, this, the this, pop this that show came did more for Kevin Owens than it needed to do for Brock Lesnar. For sure. Because no one knows who, Brock, who Kevin Owens is. And you put him over in front of a very hot crowd. I'm just very glad that they didn't put they put him over on SmackDown and they didn't put him over on the NXT. And here's the thing though, Kevin Owens is a former Intercontinental Champion. He's a former U.S. Champion. Former a, Universal Champion. Former though. Universal Champion. So he all he needs is a tag team to get the to get the. Well, he needs a tag team, but he also that's why I said the tag team. He also needs this title as well. Which one? Oh, the and that's not going to be on TV for a while. For a while. That's gonna not going to give it th- to th- That's going to be between him and, and Cain Velasquez. This is the same guy who, once again, when you, when you were in a pinch and you were buying, you put Goldberg over him and had him snatch the, the title off of him in record time. We've seen that the, they're, they're riddled. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. They're riddled with indecision when it comes to this. And they ultimately come on what they think is the safest Way to do it, and they continuously no, no, outthink themselves. With no this. way they have a plan going for it other they than don't. this draft. Th- th- that's the problem with this. You threw your shows in the shitter because you already advertised that next Monday and Friday are your reset buttons. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. Couldn't be here today to um, defend his point. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to respond to that because you know, I think that's what he was kind of going with it in terms of, you know. That needed to happen in order to establish Brock, but I feel like Brock, Brock is a big enough banger. He didn't need to be established, and because considering the, the the big pop that he got when he came out and the big pop when Cain Velasquez has come out, they already know who these guys are. They know the damage that they can do. There was nothing that needed to do in order to establish them. We saw um, we saw what happened when they tried promoting their next big beefy muscle. And that didn't go very well for him. Yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Lars Sullivan's career. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's just it, there's thousands of ways 
of which they could have gone with that, and they went the absolute one direction. Everyone assumed that they were going to go, uh, but not to that extent. And So, in my opinion, out of the four shows, yeah, SmackDown popped the biggest number. But I think that SmackDown has the biggest deficit to cover in terms of what happens next week. Yeah, for sure. They're going to have to... They're going to have to scramble. And this draft is going to be, I don't want to say important because it's already predetermined. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be telling to see who they actually put on this brand because, quite honestly, well, so that means we're going to, if you put that Roman on SmackDown and keep Brock on SmackDown since he's the, the you know, the WWE champion, we're going to be treated to more Brock versus uh, Roman Reigns match. It matches. makes sense. It's out of everything. It's the thing that makes the most sense. He already beat him, though. He doesn't have to do this shit over again. The reason why he lost but the know, belt, but we, but we was, know this is the rebrand for for Roman. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? He's gonna make this rounds on. Yeah, well, he already did the the media junkie. He doesn't have to do all this shit. Right. But look at they're already advertising Tyson Fury and uh, Braun Strowman. For Raw. Tyson Fury is the man. He's the Gypsy King. Mm-hmm. The man fights on Mexican Independence Day and gives a great battle that he did against. Um, Against his last opponent, which was a decent fight, um, but yeah, he's he's solely there to collect the bag, and I don't blame him at all. Yeah, like I said, it's they got a billion dollars to spend. You know what I mean? Take it all. So I mean, let's put it in the right place. I'm not. Yeah, if I'm it's gonna that. enhance your talent, mm-hmm. sure. If it's gonna draw a broader audience, absolutely. Be smart. But right now, I'm just afraid that we're drawing a big gap between the guys who are actually. There every week working. And and how many times have we complained about stars. that? Yeah. You're not focusing on those guys that could elevate your brand if you chose to focus on them rather than the same one percent that we always see. So I mean, we're looking at this in the long term. That's a five year deal. The TNT, um, the TNT deal with AW is a five year deal. There's a real war, and it's not about these numbers. They got a contract. Yeah, it's about who's gonna. Stick around after these five years. Yeah. And who's going to feel... How long is the NXT and... The NXT deal with uh, USA? I think it's only two years. So there's a two-year with an option. But like I said, once again, I I think it's between... Particularly SmackDown with AEW. Would you... And it's not about ratings. Yeah. Would you consider moving NXT? If the numbers stay at like 800,000? No. I'd, I'd, I'd be comfortable with 800000 as a yeah. third brand. You weren't getting nearly that traffic on WWE Network. I don't think they have to move. I do think that NXT, they need to go back on tour. Okay. As much as I love the, the intimate setting, it's like AEW needs to think about downsizing after these first few shows, but NXT needs to think about upgrading Okay. in between shows, you know? You can't have all those shows come from Florida. Just like every AEW show can't be on the road. Okay. So, that's what I'm, I'm looking to see where that happens. Sorry. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. But, yeah. We'll see where this goes. Um, did you put this note in or did he put that in? What's that? Sean, about Vince's health. Yeah, he put that in. I actually have no idea what that's about. Yeah, we're going to have to let Sean... Maybe Sean can uh, hit us up with a uh, a sound clip on Anchor FM, host of our podcast, or yeah. anywhere else. We can go ahead and post that on our social media. A quick uh, 
quick explanation on why is it time to talk about Vince's health. Uh, I don't think Vince's health should be talking until he sees the numbers for the XFL. <laughs> Once he starts seeing his uh, his his money dip a little bit, maybe then, then it's time for concern to talk about his elevated blood pressure. Um, you know, I did have one other note about titles. Sure. But I'm gonna sit on that one for a minute. Okay. By all means, but, put it put it in the Anchor FM in the blog so we can post it. Only because you know I want to see how this reset happens in the future. Okay. And you know what they're really going to be kind of glorifying going forward. Is it really going to be celebrity bravado or is it going to be wrestling in, in titles and championships? Because right now I kind of feel like these titles don't mean anything at this point. I mean, there were rumors that we talked about that they were going to get rid of the tag team titles for the women because they're not allowed to go cross-brand anymore. You don't... I mean, the, the, the great thing about having one set of tag team titles is that you don't get that many women. Yeah, you don't have that many tag team women champions. And I don't want to see every brand have their own Division. set of women's tag not if it's used, Not if it's not utilized. And they haven't established that they can have a single stars outside of Becky... Bailey, Charlotte, and Sasha. Yeah, the four horsewomen. The four horsewomen. Just, I think, especially with the women's division, they can use less titles than more. Um, just because this is not just a lot to of enhance the talent talent that they have in house, rather than uh, diluting that product by putting them in tag teams that don't make any sense, as we've seen with the men's t- teams. So for me, like the competition. That I'm looking at another aspect of the competition is when when, when it's all said and done, what world title is really going to mean the most? Hmm. And that's why I want to stick a pen in it. Okay. I think it's too early to say. I mean, I'm I'm pretty upset, you know, what I'm saying with the WWE handling the titles as of late. Um, we kind of talked about that all through here, and not just with the Kofi thing, but just with everything. Um, Seth Rollins being, you know, this punk. You know what I mean? And it's, just, it's going to be interesting to see if titles are going to mean anything to this company in the future. If it's, if it's not, I'm going to light them up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll table that conversation. Just like we did the, uh, we'll table the Vince's health aspect uh, where Sean was going. Because yeah. uh, there wasn't any elaborate notes on it. And unfortunately, Sean can't be with us today to expound upon those thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we've been sitting here for about like an hour and... 57 minutes while this uh, farce of a pay-per-view has been going on. We already saw the WWE Network go out on several people that kept complaining about it. Which is probably good because you saved us from another shitty Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus the Bludgeon Brothers. So I'm okay with that. And it happened during Seth and The Fiend or Becky and Sasha. Pretty sure people would have been up in arms about it. But it's like Oh, you're saving us from that second hour or third hour of Raw. I right, appreciate that. Right, yeah, right, Thank you for right. that. Good looking out, people. So, really, the only other, only thing I want to mention about Hell in a Cell that's happening right now, since it hasn't happened yet, this main event. So, um, WWE put out a poll. I don't know why they did this. Because it's just the most dumbest thing in the world when you think about it. Okay. They put out a poll, I think it was earlier today, actually, or at least I saw it earlier today. I'll take a look right now. What do you think is going to happen in the match between Seth Rollins and The Fiend? 
Or, or, or how, how do you think it's going to end? I think the question was. And it had three options. Did they really do that? Pinfall, submission, or disqualification. They can't be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you sit on that for a second. I'm not voting. I'll tell you that much. I'll reserve my right to revoke. To vote on it. Um, Ray Wyatt and Seth Rollins are facing off. Yeah, no, it has the... I see that the... Oh, they retweeted. They retweeted the WWE Universe uh, tweet. Mm-hmm. WWE, and they put Seth Rollins or The Fiend. So that was uh, the WWE Verified Universe uh, that put out that thing. That's weird. So, Why would you do that? And then retweet it? Uh, yeah. They're facing off in Hell in a Cell, which is a no disqualifications match. So why is disqualification an option in terms of how this match is going to end? Because that we already know tells you that shenanigans are going to happen in this match. That means Braun Strowman's coming out of nowhere to get his revenge off of getting uh, the mouthful that he's gotten. I don't know. It's something we'll have to... I mean, just to, just to mention this, I had a problem with this match happening this soon. Even, like, from where it's been rumored from. Because... I just think it's way too soon. Okay. I don't. I'll um, play devil's advocate on this. I don't. I think... And, unless Bray Wyatt is winning the championship. That's the only reason why I think it's going to happen. And then it's going to be an interesting struggle which can provide some really fire content mm-hmm. when you have Bray the champion wrestling against his inner self, the Fiend, which could be lead to some really dope firehouse... Firefly Funhouse yeah. episodes, which would be cool content-wise, but we know what WWE likes to do. It's Hell in a Cell. Every time we saw Kane or Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match, we kind of assumed that this is their the devil's playground. They were going to win. What's the change on here? You've already emasculated Seth Rollins to the fact that he's screaming at the top of his lungs at the Fiend standing in the center of the ring. Um... I mean, is it inevitable? Does Seth Rollins get his revenge by coming to SmackDown and trying to go, again, the same tired routine? Again, you're going to have the same three people with the wild card being Kane Velasquez trying to go for this fucking title. Yeah. And where's Kofi get? Gets lost in the sauce. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, once again, the WWE backed himself into the corner by doing this match so soon. Or putting, putting the Fiend in a title... Contention match so so. They couldn't help themselves when they found out when they saw that Bright Wyatt went so over the moon. I would say he's gone over more than Kofi Mania. He the, Bray Wyatt the Fiend is the most interesting thing that's happening in the WWE right now. Period. Period. Across all brands. Yes. Period. Um, and I think they got ahead a little ahead of themselves and they saw on the thing because guess what they had two pay per views. Mm-hmm. They're not going to use them in Saudi Arabia. That we know of, because that might scare the Saudi Arabians. Yeah, I think the blood be, money. I think it might be too demonic. For them. So that's you know you're gonna have to put something in Hell in a Cell. What better treat, especially if you're giving them the mandible claw, which we've seen countless glorious matches between Undertaker and Mankind in mm-hmm. the Hell in a Cell. I mean, it kind of adds up. It's a very um, telegraph move. Yeah. I'm okay with it. 
if they have a good follow up with it. Exactly. But we know that's not going to happen. Do we see? I would like to see the internal struggle between Bray and the Fiend. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see Braun brought into it Uh uh, to give him a decent because he's another guy that's gotten. He's taken a lot of shit and done a lot of stupid shit at the expense of what? Right. Largest champion, uh, largest superstar to date without a championship belt, except for a meaningless, two meaningless tag team titles. One I, with I, a. I, I, had, I have every intention of going for and calling him Big Show Strowman. Big Show Strowman. At this point, because we don't we, we don't necessarily like we, to call give take away people's names, but when it fits, we're gonna we're gonna rename you. We're, why not? We we're we're gonna hit the reset button. From this point forward, he is known as Big Show Strowman. Big Show Strowman. Because he's already got the 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 fair-weather heel face turns. For sure. He's gone back and forth. And he can't keep calling himself a meat castle. <laughs> Perhaps that's why. <laughs> you can't. Especially when you're not eating meat. Is he... I thought he was, like, swearing that shit off. I don't know. He's a very interesting guy to follow on Instagram. Or social media. Actually, I didn't pay attention while we're here. I didn't pay attention earlier, but I do know on SmackDown, uh, on the dark match on SmackDown, um, our boy Mustafa got his, Mustafa Ali got his whole name back. Mustafa Ali. I think it happened on here. But they too. called no, they call him Ali. They call him Ali. It was a big in three bold green letters. Uh, well, at least for a night, he did get his whole name back in a dark match that we'll never see. Yeah. Unless this was AEW Dynamite. <laughs> so, yeah. The only outcome that makes sense if you're going to do this match now at the end of this show tonight is that Bray Wyatt walks out with the championship. But the fact that you promoted a poll that suggested that this match could end in a DQ in a match that doesn't have the qualifications. We saw it We saw it weeks ago. Remember? We called it before this even match was announced on Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. They were already promoting... Seth Rollins versus The Fiend at a fucking WWE live event during a broadcast of Raw. Yeah. You're doing stupid shit to fuck your shit up. Stop getting away with yourself. Tripping over your fucking left feet. That's what you're doing. And you know what? They have they have nobody to blame but themselves. Yeah. And it is what it is at this point. Back I don't think they give a shit. They're making money. They, got the, they secured the bag. They can continue to do what they want until Fox t- taps them on the shoulder. And then they go ahead and switch some shit out. I'll tell you what, though. Um, Bray Wyatt is the, the rest of my wrestler of the week. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've seen his, his press rollout going to Hell in a Cell, going to these different local um, um, shows. No. So he's been doing interviews. You know how, how, how sometimes you have, like, the wrestlers, they do, like, the morning show. Yeah. They do yeah. The, the weather and all this other stuff. I, okay, go ahead. Good. He did this in character. With the with the with the mock turn with the little V neck sweater and everything. Well, at, at or as point, a fiend. As, no, at, no, as the as Bray Wyatt. Sometimes as the sweater on, even even he rocked like the old like. Yeah, I saw. Well, I saw that he was talking about the weather. He's like, oh, there's a bunch of. Was that old or was that? No, new? that was this past week. So that was him. No, there, it looked like we were having great weather, and it clearly showed that there was precipitation hitting the entire west coast of. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Oh, wow. Did Asuka just do it to Jerry? Yes, she spit out some green venom. 
we are getting hints of the Oscar that we, we deserve. deserve. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well said. Congratulations. If, to if, if we're to the point where we're spitting out green mist. Wow. The only other thing needs to happen at this point is she needs to turn heel. That's what's up. We can up. wait a little bit for it because of the tag team champions right now. Congratulations. Congratulations to Kyrie Sane and Asuka because the Kabuki Warriors is just both shitty and just nasty. Yeah. I, I just hate that fucking name. The Green Mist. Oh, shit. And she did that even better than Tajiri because usually Tajiri's opponent has to be on their knees before he gets that kickoff. That's what's up. Go ahead, Asuka. Go ahead. Congratulations to the... the, Now, this is a tag team that deserves it. Not not to say... Alexa... I mean, we saw that the reign that the Iconics had, which was Mm -hmm. super shitty... We saw Alexa and Nikki, and they were decent because mm-hmm. they fought. They wrestled people. Yeah, this should be fun. Yeah, this should be fun. This and now we fun. have three minorities within two companies holding belts. Shut up. Progress. Yeah, progress. <laughs> Baby steps. But yeah, Bray Wyatt was awesome all this week. Yeah, I did see that shit. And I thought that was an old clip because he was wearing like the old Firefly shit that he was used to rock. And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be a great, it's gonna be a great day. There's nothing going down over here." I'm like, dude, there's clearly like a hurricane happening in Seattle right now. <laughs> it was a, uh, it was really good. I really liked it. Um, I, I'll go with that. Yeah. I, I didn't really think anybody else. I thought maybe the rock calling. Uh, Corbin a sad Burger King on crack was a little bit much for uh, television TV on Fox on Friday night but nobody's home on Friday night except mm-hmm. 3.8 million people you, you got the route to come out of LA like, you got to well it's not like he's got to go fucking far anyway yeah so he's in between press junkets between or they, they're just starting to film I think the next Fast and Furious movie and he just he's starting his press run for the next Jumanji movie that comes out mm-hmm. which that one looks better than the original the, not the original not the original, original. The first one that they came out with. Yeah. Which now they're all switched as video game characters. Mm-hmm. Why would you break... You broke the fucking thing. Why would you put it back together? Are you that stupid? Yes, you are. Uh-huh. Kids kids these days. Get yeah. off. Unplug yourself <laughs> from the Matrix and go out and enjoy a bike ride. Go play... Go break a window. Go do some shit mm-hmm. that kids should do rather than play video games all day as... I say that, but I do that myself. So I'm about to go do that now. I'm going to go home and watch this. Yeah, fuck I'm about this. To go play Destiny. Oh, play my son. Okay, that's what's up. <laughs> Little JB. Yep. And he's got his own Instagram page too. Watch out. Oh yeah, we're branding everything. Branding everything. Everything. Brand all the things. His words, gold. We're gonna, we're gonna make. He's gonna. We're gonna, once he starts talking fully. He's gonna be our next voice of the podcast. There you go. <laughs> the youngest wise man of the of them all. It'd be great. Um, but yeah, this was cool. Yeah. I feel great. Got a one out. Episode number sixty. Oh shit. You alright? You're getting close to a magical number. We've been doing things. Yeah, we've been around for a while. And I'm happy to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's main let's be real. You've been the common denominator of this show. <laughs> when one of us is missing the other but you're there. <laughs> Steady Gerard. Which is why I said starring Gerard. We're going to have to change everything now. <laughs> Gerard has supplanted us as the face of the brand. So. I'm the face that runs the place. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we get our fucking bag. Get it. 
Thank you. Keep giving out these free creative ideas. We know you fuckers are listening. Yep. You're gonna pay us one way or another. I don't. I don't necessarily see how we can't, with a timestamp, technically, go back, and sue the shit out of them. <laughs> I mean, the hustle's there. Mm-hmm. We just need a lawyer, a good lawyer. Who can prove the fact that we brought this idea, we spoke it into the universe, mm-hmm. and WWE copied us. Because you know Vince rips his scripts the day of, so he's got no proof that this happened. Right. We do. <laughs> Not so much you guys. But thank you again for listening to another episode of the Wiseman Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at We Are The Wiseman, and Instagram at Wiseman Wrestling Podcast, and Anchor FM, our host for the podcast, but you can listen to us. Anywhere you get your podcasting delight from, uh, maybe put down one of those murder mysteries because it's not so much a mystery anymore. Because by the time that podcast is rolled out, they've solved it and it's become a Netflix show. Right. Why don't you sit down, cozy on up on a Monday night because there's nothing interesting to do on a mm-hmm. Monday night. Definitely not raw. We've seen the numbers. Right. Cozy on up, put your headphones in, ignore your child who's been screaming at you for the mm-hmm. second cup of ice cream. Go to bed, Johnny. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. <laughs> Mommy's putting the Wiseman Wrestling podcast on to listen to put her to put her right in a good spot. Thank you again. We appreciate you. Shout out to Sean. Hope you get better. Yeah. No, God knows I've been struggling through this. I'm like Jordan in the flu game. I'm in pain right now. But <laughs> love you guys. We'll listen. To, we'll catch you guys on next week. Good night, everybody. <laughs>